0: Welcome to Free Fall RC
1: Podcast. Yeah,
2: sorry, I was—I really have to get used to. I keep on pulling my face away to look at the show notes. So, but yeah, I'll try to—I'll do better. All right. Are we recording? Yes. Go edit. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey guys. We got Chris.
3: What's going on?
2: And we're very excited about our new special guest host, the one and only Nick Len. What's happening, guys? Awesome. Yay. <laughs> All right, this is episode number 59, Governors with Nick Len. Uh, as we get started here, let's, let's get to know Nick for our listeners that don't know RCHN. And if you don't know RCHN, you need to go download their episodes and give them a good listen. So, yeah, let's get to know Nick. So Nick, how long have you been into hobby?
4: Oh man, I think I got into it probably around 2009 okay. or around there I want to say. Yeah, I, I um a buddy a good friend of mine that I've kind of done other hobbies with stopped by and randomly I hadn't kept tabs with him for a couple months and he just stopped by my house and he's like, "Hey, you got to you got to check this out, man." He he went out to his truck and walked back and he had a Raptor 50. Wow. And I was just like, what in the world is that? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Wait a minute. It's got an engine. Like what? And you know, it's funny in hindsight, it, it was the <laughs> sketchiest thing of all time. I was living in town at that time and we had a small house and he's like, yeah, you want to see it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Of course." <laughs> So he fired that up and hovered it. And mind you, that's all he could do was hover mm-hmm. in my backyard, which I would be willing to bet was about 20 by 20. Gee and God. I remember standing in my garage, like just kind of sticking my head out the door. going, right. <laughs> "Whoa, this is so sketchy, but this is so awesome. You know, it was just that mm-hmm. uncomfortable. I can't help myself. Uh, sort of feeling and yeah once i saw that it was man it was game over <laughs> nice so i'm guessing that's what got you interested or yeah oh yeah no it, it was that right off the bat so then yeah. i started firing questions you know how much this and that where mm-hmm. where can i get one and you know and he told me the price i was yeah, like dude no nope. nope 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 that ain't gonna happen yeah so i did i did take a stroll down to the hobby shop and I did absolutely no research whatsoever. Okay, and um, was looking across the shelf, and I said, "You know, okay, I'll I'll spend, I'll spend a couple hundred bucks." So I bought myself a Blade CP. Oh boy, (laughs) and proceeded to uh, spool that up in the backyard and i kept telling myself at the time you know this is like this size is perfect i want to be able to go down and fly it you know down at the local ball field or whatever or hover it in the backyard like i'm good like i don't need to go any bigger than this this is perfect and i i mean 3 4 second hover smashed it fixed it half a dozen times and i, I mean i was getting nowhere I did a little bit more reading and then decided that the reason I was getting nowhere was because it didn't have a good, <laughs> air quotes, good tail gyro on it.
3: Okay. So, therefore,
4: I needed the Blade CP Pro. That that was a big upgrade in my mind. So, I went back down there, spent another couple hundred bucks and got that one and proceeded to smash the crap out of that for... <laughs> Two or three more weeks, you know, uh, did get it over on some concrete and, you know, the training gear on it. But, man, it was just, you know, once that started, it it was the next one was a Blade 400 and, you know, then a T-Rex 450 and a 500. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, we we all know that. Kevin is uh, on his rise right now. He's uh, gotten his first 700, so... Yeah, it was like 570 a couple of months ago and now a 700. So There's you know. nothing.
4: I mean, there is. I, I remember going down to the field, you know, where I first flew at. And I remember looking at uh, a, a guy named Russ at a 500. And I remember just going, dude, that is wow. That is so much bigger than my freaking 450. You know, mm-hmm. it's just wow. Maybe I don't know. That's 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 a lot. I don't know if I'd want to go that big, and and then you know a couple of the guys were flying the nitros like T Rex six hundred and a Raptor fifty, and I remember going, yeah, no way, there's no way I would ever want to get something, and then one guy had a T Rex seven hundred, and it, it's just like when he fired it up, everyone at the field stopped, yeah. Yeah. and this was a yep. heli only club too, and it was like, oh, the seven hundred is flying, <laughs> you know, yeah, and. It 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 was just like, we were all so nervous for him because this guy was horrible. I mean, horrible. He (laughs) drove his stuff in, in just epic form. I I mean, they were just, they were absolutely spectacular. So you knew when he spooled one up that something big was going to happen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, he only crashed it like twice and and then got rid of it because it was just, you know, it was too much. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah i can remember what last year i think steve right we went to nef last year was about this time maybe yeah. march ish and i was still flying the 180 the blade 180, yeah, the CPX.
1: 180
2: cfx cfx yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and, I mean, I was, and, then- and i was enjoying that and now
4: it's all downhill from there all downhill yeah but you got you got the better ones yeah yeah, yeah i mean yeah. we, we for didn't sure. have dude, we didn't have anything like that it was you know I'm flying an MCX around the living room. You know, you got it full forward elevator, and it's going like an inch, you know, every 30 (laughs) seconds. And you're spending the whole time trimming it out because it changes every 15 seconds of the flight. Oh, God, it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, in in the Raptor 50 days, like, was that all you did with that thing was hovered it, basically? So I never, I held off on getting one for a long time.
0: Um, okay,
4: I spent quite a while in the on the Blade four hundred. I would say I got, I mean, I got my my forward flight down on the Blade four hundred. You know, we threw some like some high tech HS sixty five MG servos in there, so you'd quit blowing up the E flight servos and yep. upgraded it to a state of the art gy four hundred one gyro on the tail of that bad boy, and it was you know it was solid then at that point. And I, yeah, did most of my forward flight on it, and then when I've really decided, okay, it's time to get serious. That was when the the T Rex four hundred and fifty Pro came out, the one that Kraus designed, and, okay. and that was that was just a huge leap for a line uh, on small helis. I mean, that was a really nice helicopter. It flew great. Uh, it was reliable. I mean, yeah, you'd tap the tail on the ground. And I went through a couple sets of torque tube gears learning. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it just it flew good. And it was so much better than all the rest of the small electrics uh, from performance-wise and just reliability and quality. That It was a big jump. And I flew that one for a long time. I mean, a couple hundred flights on it and, uh, and never crashed it. Wow. So it, it took me... Let's see, I traded that and a T-Rex 250, which uh, we try not to talk about the 250. (laughs) Oh, my God, I hated that one. Uh, I traded those for a 500, a used one that I got that was horrible. It was a pile of junk. I was so pissed, and I had it for like two weeks, and I said, screw it. And I traded that for a T-Rex 600. And 300 and... 70 some odd flights on that T-Rex six hundred before the first crash. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah. It was and that was, I mean, everything learning TikToks, learning backwards flight, uh, you know, on V Bar four point oh. Oh <laughs> see, man, you you missed those. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. that that was like the scary days. You know, what is this? What does the D-gain do? You lift Uh-oh. it up. Starts, like, <laughs> wagging, you know, from, from, like, full left to full right as fast as physically possible. And you're just <laughs> sitting there like, oh, I'm not touching anything. <laughs> Why is it doing this, you know?
2: Right. Oh, man.
4: Yeah, so it was, it was good, though. I, I enjoyed those. I had I did buy, right, right before the six hundred. I got from an old guy a Fury. Let's see, Fury ninety one extreme. No, take that back. A Fury Extreme, and it had a YS sixty one, I think, or sixty two. Okay, I don't remember. But the old and dude loved it. Like I loved it. I did my first inverted circuits on a freaking miniature aircraft Fury with a flybar. Wow. Nice. Scared to death. Like scared to death. Just yeah. absolutely petrified. It was sketchy. It had no power. But I really believe that putting so many flights on that heli, you know, early on, that's what kind of got me started on, on you know, collective management and smooth. Because, you, I mean, you just couldn't do it. It would not do it, man. Those old, uh, what were those? The old V-blades, like super hard as a rock, super stiff. Mm-hmm. You could stop the motor in a tail slide if you pulled out too quick. Really? Oh, man. oh dude, yeah. You could bog it down to where it almost fall out of the sky just coming out of a tail slide. So you really had to just finesse everything, and it, it kind of set a path. It was, it was great. I loved it. Nice. So what do
2: you currently have in your fleet today?
4: Up until recently, I guess this will be news. No one's heard this. I have... I have actually resigned from all of my sponsorships. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. When we when we decided to retire RCHN, I got to thinking about it and I was like, you know, the this the sponsorship world is a it's a tricky one. And it's very important for me as a sponsored and pilot and a rep, you know, to pull my weight. It always was. Now I was right. never the you know the the Kyle Dolls or the Jamie Robertson's of the world, but you know, I could still provided a lot of tech support. And at the field, I mean, I can hold my own. I am not gonna enter any competitions anytime soon, right? Right. Um, but it was just kind of like you know, you see it so often. Guys take one, or they'll get on a team and they're all gun ho and they go hundred miles an hour for the first month, or then the second month, and then you know, seems like by six months everything just dwindles and dwindles and dwindles and then a year and a half will go by and you don't even know like if the guy's doing anything like you don't see him doing anything for the team or whatnot except the occasional oh yeah i still get a discount and i just you know man i didn't I, i don't play like that and i knew that this year i wouldn't be getting out flying quite as much so it was kind of one of those, I don't know if I'm going to be in that spot where I'm not going to be able to fulfill obligations to my level. So I think I'll just kind of go clean slate and really just go back to being a regular hobbyist. Mm-hmm. You know, buying, buying stuff like everyone else. Um, so to answer the question with my fleet, I still have, I have my uh, Goblin 380 which I think I will probably get rid of. I, have the, I can fly pretty much whatever I want where I go to fly. So that, right. I think that'll go. Uh, I have my Goblin 500, uh, my little speed version that I have. I think that one's going to stay. It's, it's freaking sweet. I love flying that thing. I mean it's it's going to explode one of these days it absolutely has to. <laughs> yeah. But I I feel like I want it to be at my hands when, when it does. Right. You know? Um right. my my two just go to ones are my Goblin 570 and the 700. Um just a regular 700 comp. Th- those will be I mean the 570 for sure but I, I those are going to stay. I mean they're just they have given me so many flights without problems that I've, I feel like I'd go back down a path of massive tinkering if I got rid of those. Um, right. You know. Uh, J- I sold Justin. Um, I sold him my 770 and my Goblin Nitro. I have no desire to fly no Nitro Nitro, anymore. huh? No, I... Man... I wanted to, and I love it. There's still nothing like it on the planet when, you know, dusk, get the dust, the air temperature drops a little bit, wind dies down. There is nothing that can beat yeah. Nitro, but I'll be damned if I want to go through all of that just to have that feeling like three times a year. Right, right. Uh, it's right. Just, when I get out and fly now, I just want to charge and fly, slap and packs and go, slap and packs and go. Yeah. So, nice.
2: Yeah, I was gonna ask what your sponsors are, but I guess we
4: answered that question. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't plan. uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be switching anything. Like, I have no desire really to switch anything. You know, they're they're just it's so reliable, man. And with the V control and the V bar, and I just plug and go and plug and go, and they fly exactly how I want them to fly. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are kind of like, oh man, it was really, and man, I had a lot of fun week and, and learning and, and you know just totally diving into stuff and I still have those moments and I still do you know I've got I've got some other stuff sitting over there that you know may, maybe that's what I'll use like the 700 for maybe I will swap out the fly barless system on it I know myself well enough to know that that itch will probably come again it's like sure. you, you, yeah you know you, you can't breathe that out of someone no no Right.
2: Um, so, if you don't mind me asking, uh, what do you what do you do for a living outside of the hobby, or you know, for actual oh, money?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What actually pays for all of these yeah. <laughs> ridiculously expensive toys? Um, I am a master auto technician. I Work at a Toyota dealership now, uh, just recently. Huh? But I was a, I'm like a diag guy, diagnostic but, tech. That's what I've spent the majority of my career doing.
2: Nice. Okay, so that kind of explains the whole, like, you know, tinkering and, and, you know, not just tinkering and mechanical, but, like, setups and stuff, but actually tinkering all the electronical stuff, because, I mean,
4: cars today, they're pretty much all computers anyways. Yep, and Cr- Chris, I don't know if you know this or not, but I was an electrician as well.
3: Oh, yeah, I, I remember that from your past post, like, when you wired your house and stuff.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got, that's what I got started out of high school. Um, I had my resi journeyman's card at, uh, I was 19 when I got that and did that for like five years, but just, I don't know, kind of got burned out. We were traveling, doing a lot of commercial stuff and I don't know, mm-hmm. needed a fresh start. And I liked the idea of, you know, going to work at eight and being off at four thirty every day and knowing when I was going to be home. And so, yeah.
2: Yeah. Awesome.
4: So, what kind of pilot would you describe yourself as? Uh, mildly competent. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I would say, like, the people that I don't have as much talent of, but I would say if I could want to mimic anyone's style, and that would be, like, kind of re- maybe reasonable, Does that make sense? Like, I'm not going to go out there and throw down like Kyle Stacey. It would never even happen. I don't even want to because it's that far off. Like, it it would be a wasted wish, right? Mm -hmm. So, I would say more like like Bobby Watts. I love smooth 3D. I like... Big air, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like mixing in the big air, but not too much. I mean, I still have... I mean, don't get me wrong, like, you know, I bring up a nice um, For me, it's like Occasionally now when I'll get one Locked in, but you know, doing like A a Pyro TikTok And you mm-hmm. get it down and you get it Kind of locked in out in front of you and it's perfect Like that's a great, that's a happy world To be in for me right there You know, that's a, that's a big sure. accomplishment It's really hard to string it into anything But For the most part I You know, it's funny kind of a little sidetrack thing but uh when people fly my helis they they like completely freak out because i use all of my stick throw all of it so i mean i've flown a ton of other people's helicopters working with the podcast at the fun flies and traveling and you know like i've gone to wyoming and and done uh done a class there a couple day class and it when people fly my stuff, they're like, "I cannot believe, like, dude, it is so not twitchy at all." I really? like using, yeah, not at all, not at all. I like using all of the stick throw. Why not? It's all there. Like yeah. I bought it, I paid right, for right, it. Right, you know, right. what's uh-huh. the point? Like, why? Why only use half of it? Oh, man. It doesn't so, make sense.
2: So I'm curious. It's, Sorry. <laughs>
4: No, I'm curious, then
2: what, is your, like, then what do you set your rates to on like your V bar on, on your 700 comp? What uh, are your agility rates
4: on your cyclist? 100. Wow, really? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So what, uh, and you know, it's, it's kind of changed, and it, it does change. It has mm-hmm. changed over the years. But as you get, let's see, how do I put this? As you get better, you require more. You right. absolutely require more response. Like, there's no, it is physically not possible. You know, let's just say, like, Nick Maxwell or, or Kyle Stacey, like, if they flew my heli, they could not fly like they do with my setup. Right. The, it won't respond fast enough. But what I've tried to do is keep it to where I'm always using the ends of the throw. And then, as I get better and as I need more, I increase it only enough to make sure I'm still out at the ends. Does that kind of makes sense.
0: Oh sure, yeah, yeah. It makes perfect sense because then your resolution is is spot it's on the same. for as you fly. Yeah, right.
4: the, yeah, exactly. It always like if I want the heli to do a certain thing, I'm always moving it my stick the same amount. And and what then? What I did is I kind of would modify how it would respond you know kind of uh, accommodate that with like your cyclic response or your paddle simulation or your feed forward or whatever it is mm-hmm. to get those shorter quicker half throw maneuvers to respond like i wanted them to and and okay. it's just kind of a balance you know there's there's no right or wrong way to do it i wish i wish that every flybarless system had a, a like a default set of settings That they could tell you were linear. You hear that word a lot. Like linear. Oh I don't know. I I like to set mine up with a very linear response. Well boy let me tell you. That is the most subjective thing you've ever heard. Like ever. You could tell me yours feels linear. I'd fly it and be like dude you have no response around center stick. At all. But then out on the ends, you're going like 900 miles an hour. You know. (laughs) And you could fly mine and be like. Oh my god I can hardly hover this. But. I can't get, why does it take half the field to do a front flip, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I think it's linear to me. And and so it's just, it's a battle, but it's kind of been ever changing. Uh, Generally though, I am, I don't fly with mine super twitchy. I, I really prefer to use as much stick throw, you know, as I can within reason. Okay. So
2: on that note, do you pinch or thumb?
4: I am a definitely a pinch. Um, It's a little bit of a pinch hybrid. Okay. uh, Because like I, I I'm for sure pinching on my left stick with my, uh, with my collective and my rudder. I am pinching with my cyclic, but I have my thumb on top.
2: Right. Okay. If that kind of
4: I'm down thumb on top, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of like holding the stick with my pointer finger yeah, as well. Yeah, you kind of cup the front end of the pointer. Yep. Stick. Uh, yep, yes, the stick. absolutely. Because yeah. I couldn't, like, I can't get the the precision that I want with just thumbing. Mm-hmm. But I also couldn't do anything pirouetting uh, yes. with just pinching. Like, my fingers wouldn't move enough. It's kind of weird because I've had, like, I've had Jesse or friends of mine watch And when I start doing like a flip, you know, Mm -hmm. double or triple or whatever, um, I'm actually lifting my my pointer finger off the stick ever so slightly, and I'm stirring with my thumb, and it's not even touching it. Yep. And then it just kind of naturally rests back down when I stop. I don't know. I'm a freak show.
2: No, no. That makes perfect sense. I actually converted to something like that with my right hand because when I first started learning pyro flips i had to go all the way forward cyclic and i I couldn't do with my you know i have have pretty small hands so i couldn't really do it in a pinch so i i would let go completely of my pointer finger and just use my thumb and as soon as i get back to a hover or you know any type of flying then you know where you need to be really precise in the center i would put my finger back on and
4: and fly you know it's funny because that is the maneuver uh, that and um, working on like a- any sort of tick-tocking maneuver, that was kind of the final straw that forced me to go to increase my cyclic rates. Believe yeah. it or not, it was a pyroflip. Because yeah. I was just, you know, I'm like, man, I really can't get these cleaned up. You know, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going over here kind of full, not quite full rudder, but I'm trying to speed them up. And I just couldn't get my pyroflips really cleaned up well enough. And uh, Jesse made mention of it. He's like, dude, you are like, you've got the biggest freaking stir going on I have ever (laughs) seen. Like, it's like you just put a paint stick on the top of it and you're just going (laughs) around and around. He goes, dude, you gotta, you know, bump your cyclic up a little bit and see what it does. And that's Uh, what it was. That's what I needed. All of a sudden, my, now the helicopter was responding more for the same throw. And I could tighten up my, my circles, my stir, yeah. but it was responding better. And, oh, man, I mean, it was like night or day difference. You know, same <laughs> thing with Pyro TikToks. I'm over here just sawing at it, you know, trying to get them to dial in, and I was always right. behind, always okay. behind. That yeah, makes yeah. sense. Hitting all
2: four corners of your both. Yeah,
4: yeah, and it's like wham, wham, wham. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> uh. Yeah, I
0: said, uh, oh, boy, when you said you were a pincher because uh, we have a little segment later that's uh, called Ask Arnold. And one of the one of the questions was, are you pinching or, you know, what do you think about pinching or using thumbs? And hopefully you're not insulted by Arnold's answer.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not because, you know, you watch like, uh, uh, you know, Maxwell, there you go. Dude, thumbs the ever-living crap out of it, mm-hmm. and I can't keep up. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Who am I to uh, judge? Yep, yep.
2: Uh, so, do, are you working on any new tricks, um, dude? Man,
4: at my age, it's maintaining. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, it's it's new trick. It's called don't lose half of what you learned by yeah. s- by spring. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> yeah, that's and if I pull that off, it'll be majestic. It'll be the go. greatest thing ever. <laughs> no, that's I mean it. It's funny, I joke about it, but man, when I got into the hobby, it almost felt like nothing wasn't, nothing was unachievable. You know, everything could be dissected and everything, especially after spending that time and then finally finding the sim. You know, then it was like, oh my gosh, like I can just sit here and fly for two hours every night on the sim, get to the point where I can do it without crashing. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to nail it, but... Yeah. I'm not going to crash. And that was the big thing. That was my whole purpose of the sim. To I knew that I couldn't dial it in on the sim. But if I can get it to the point where I can do the maneuver in real life with the mm-hmm. confidence that I'm not just going to, like, fence post it, then <laughs> right. one, once you get comfortable, then that's when you progress. You can't progress if you're not comfortable, period. End of yep. story. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, yeah. And now it's more... Man, the thought of, you know, tr- trying to learn something new, it's like, oh my God, dude, it would take me <laughs> so long. But it, I think you just kind of go through phases, you know. I, I definitely want to mm-hmm. just maintain uh, over the course of the winter, see if I can't. I'm still trying to get those, you know, the Piro TikToks to where I can move them around consistently. Um, my right rudder pyro flips. That's the one that I really want to get. I want to be as proficient right rudder with the pyro flips as left rudder. I feel like I never used right rudder during the flight except (laughs) for that. (laughs) So if I'm only going to use it once per flight, I feel like I want to be able to do it justice.
0: Right (laughs) there, you go. That's why I can relate so much to that. Yeah, what
2: is the right rudder?
4: Right? I know. Yeah, if you ever want to just, like, okay, here's a fun little game, and you got to do it with a buddy out at the field, go out there, and, and and like, there's no expectations on on maneuvers or anything, okay? Mm -hmm. So, it doesn't matter what you're doing, but uh, most people have, I'm an out-and-out guy, so I'm a left rudder, right-cyclic. Those are, like, my, that's my most comfortable thing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Some people are in and in, whatever. So find out, give yourself an honest answer on what are your most uncomfortable ones. So for me, it would be right rudder and like left aileron rolls. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then tell your buddy that and go out there and have him stand with you. And I dare you to do an entire flight only allowing yourself to use right rudder and left cycling. Oh, I would crash. <laughs> <laughs> it is like the most boring flight. Because I'm doing everything I can in my power just to think don't crash. Right. Don't crash. Wait, which way is it gonna turn when I move it there? <laughs> Okay, yeah, here we go. I am gonna like this is gonna be four minutes of epic stall turns. <laughs> like, that's what it's gonna yeah.
3: be, right? Yeah. <laughs> stall oh, turns God. with
4: the occasional aileron roll in the middle in <laughs> between. You
0: know? Well, I could remember you guys talking about that maybe a year or two ago and you know, saying I'm I'm real proficient one way, the other way it's it's terrible. And at that point, I was learning just a pure flip, like half flip, or just upside mm-hmm. down maybe. And I can remember telling Steve, I'm going to try it the other way. Maybe I, maybe it was a week or two I had I'd learned them, and I was doing them kind of half fast, kind of looking like, okay, it kind of looks like it should. It's but I remember a trying training. it. I remember trying it the other way, and it looked like somebody threw a bowl of spaghetti in the air, and it just looked like a am- I was like, what was that? I have no it's, idea what that looked it like. It
4: is total brain lockdown. Like, yeah. we yeah. don't really realize when we fly how much is muscle memory. Yeah. yeah, you know, It really it is, And I think that's, you know, when you can get it back to the point where you are correcting through the maneuver, right. not just doing the maneuver. That, I mean, that's when it really takes your flying to the next level and, and, you know, going through, God, I tell you for all the accomplishments or whatever that we've done, it, it, we did over at RCHN, the PPP was like the best. I mean, for me personally, I mean, I know there's everyone got, you know, got some satisfaction out of some other stuff, but I got to tell you the PPP for me personally as a pilot was like, mm-hmm. man, that was awesome because That really kind of is a, the nature of it is more my flying style anyway. And it just took me from, okay, I can do a flight, but if you watched one of my flights, then you'd know what was going to happen the next flight. And that kind of gave me the bag of tricks of where it's like, I'm going to make this go and flow whichever way I really want to, because now all of a sudden I'm comfortable. You know, I don't have to do my funnels just this way. I don't have to do, you know, um, you know, like my Mobius's or whatever this way I can change it up anywhere because I'm comfortable doing it in all directions, man. What a difference.
0: Yeah. yeah. We we've noticed at our club, you know, you'll look at a helicopter in the air and you can say, oh, I know who's flying that cause they do the same thing every time. And That's me. We, we've noticed that No, I'm not talking about you, Steve. Um, a couple guys but it's i mean if that's what they're into that's fine but i i know exactly what you're saying where you know you can you can learn different orientations in different ways of, of seeing it through that pilot proficiency program yeah and there's nothing wrong
4: you know i mean there's nothing. it's all about going out there and having fun exactly. you know and if yeah. doing what you're doing you're having fun doing it then i mean dude rock on you know i'm yeah. i'm happy for you i'm there to support you as a friend but if you've ever picked up your heli or you've gone out there and sat it down and be like, I have no idea what I'm going to do this fight. Like, I got nothing. Like, I have no idea. I'm just flying. I don't really know why or what or anything. That's kind of the time when I think you need to be just, you know, sit yeah, back me. and go, okay, let's, let's come up with a plan. Let's, you know, cause that's, what's fun is progressing. Yeah. Yeah that, and I think totally. I think
0: it works hand in hand with you know any any hobby or any you know thing that you put your mind into and get into you know real exclusively it you do plateau a lot you know you, you yeah. reach that point where you plateau and so that's basically what I was saying you know guys get to a certain level and if they don't work on yeah. it or do anything further they stay there and yeah. uh, that's cool i mean it, like like i say if you want If that's your thing, coming out and just doing your thing and having a good time, that's
2: awesome. I'm the same way, you know? Yeah, no, I want to progress. So anytime I feel like, oh, man, I'm doing the same thing, same flight, same maneuvers every time, I'm like, let me just try one thing more. Let me learn one thing more. Let me try one thing a little bit differently or add this and this together and see how it works out. And then next thing I know, I'm like, oh, this is great. Oh, okay, what else can I add to this? You know, even if it's the same moves that I always do, but like change the order, change, you know,
4: because i fly always left to right and right to left. You know, so,
2: mm-hmm. it, it all helps. It's
4: great. You'd I mean, be surprised how much you actually can do, but I can never think of it when I'm yeah. flying. That's yeah. the hard part, you know. So, like, uh-huh. if you if you have that buddy there, you know that that's a big deal too. I even got into it to the point where I would record. I would make like a like a five minute long audio track and every every minute like I would just record silence and then every minute it, I would say in my voice a different maneuver and I would go up there and I'd put my heli down and I'd start to spool up and I'd just have one earphone in and I'd hit play and I'd just be flying along and all of a sudden having a great flight and it was like oh right right or flips. oh crap that's right God, gotta work <laughs> on those and i do that and then a minute you know I'd do them for 20 seconds get distracted go off fly do something else and then it's like whoa whoa hey yeah even little things i can do you know like you can sit there and do consistent front flips right and you can Mm -hmm. do okay i can do those in like uh let's say a a loop a big climbing loop while front flipping okay yeah and that looks great i can do that with back flips okay yeah that looks great too i might remember to do those every three months yeah right but you know, now all of a sudden, start one in a front flip, switch it up and, and, you know, transition to back flips in the middle. Dude, that looks friggin' awesome. Right. right. And it was also, I mean. right. And that's all the stuff like, hey, I already knew how to do that. Yeah. I just never thought of it. And God knows if I thought of it, I'm never going to remember it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there's yeah. a lot of tricks, I think, to get more out of your flying. I just yeah.
0: equate it to playing guitar and, and just watching other guys play or listening to other guys play. And, I mean, I've learned a lot just watching other videos that other guys have done. And, and then, like you said, the, your buddies out there, like Steve's always out there telling me to do something crazy <laughs> or telling me not to fly over always my pushing. head or behind mm-hmm. my head. Yeah. And so, it, no, it's it's awesome. And uh, definitely want to – we've been talking about it, I think, for a year now, going through your, the, the PPP program.
4: Yeah, man. Once you get that, you know, once you really get your your base upright orientations and and I don't mean just hovering, you know, this is I mean, we're talking flying, you know, okay. can you do your, you know, just regular, you know, left turn circuits? Okay, but can you do them off your left shoulder, your right shoulder? Can you move them around from left to right, right to left while you're still flying in a circle? Once you start doing all of those things upright that can be done, let me tell you, like nose in circles, right? Oh, my God. (laughs) Whoever created those is the devil. But (laughs) once you get that stuff, if you really spend, you know, even if it's just a couple months, I mean, think a couple months out of your whole entire flying career, just focusing on that stuff and learning all of those. Mm -hmm. Your progression once you get upside down or once you get any tricks will go so much faster because the fear is now gone. It doesn't matter what happens if I give myself enough height, all I have to do is let go of the sticks and give it a little bit of cyclic in any direction and it'll yeah. eventually go back upright. But it doesn't matter how it is upright, because I'm comfortable there already. I don't even yeah. know which way it is. Doesn't matter. I'm comfortable. And and man, that just takes that takes the flying to the next level, because then you have you've like grown a tremendous amount of balls (laughs) and that fear (laughs) is gone. And then it's just like, dude, I can go up and try anything like, let's just try it. okay? let's just try it. I don't know. Tell me what to do. Jesse and I used to play that game, you know, all the time where we'd be flying and he'd We were calling for each other random things as fast as we could think of them. Right 188 on roll, and he'd have to do it Uh, forward, uh, you know, like uh, skids in loop right where you're at. Uh, 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 You know, and you're like, you're trying to keep up in your head, and you're thinking, oh my God, I'm going to crash because I don't know (laughs) what he's saying or whatnot. But it doesn't matter because at any point everything goes sideways. Just let go of the sticks, you know. And, and and you have time, believe it or not. You have a tremendous amount of time to catch a model if you're not stirring it into the ground. Yeah. Plus, rescue on, rescue off. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> right. man. And that's like, oh, geez, you don't even know.
2: That's so <laughs> spoiled these days.
1: Yeah. Totally.
2: <laughs> I don't know how many times I drove it in my 700 comp, learning, trying to learn it's like Oh crap, I'm knife edge. I don't know which way it's going. I don't know. Rescue on.
4: Yeah, Ew. and those are
2: <laughs> thank dude, you. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh.
4: I have hit I have hit rescue like while still stirring and Because <laughs> 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 my brain is like must keep stirring. That's gonna make this better. If I yeah. stir bigger, that's gonna fix it faster. <laughs> oh my god.
2: Oh boy. All right, so as far as tricks, you know, I mean, I know you have a I mean, you say your last trick you you're trying to perfect is the Imperial TikTok. And that's not an easy trick at all. Um, what trick would you say you struggled on? And, you know, how would you tell our listeners how you overcame it?
4: Oh, wow. Let's see. Uh, you know, I would say I would say my my flips. Mm-hmm. They, they were a much, you know, I was flying right there. Uh, side by side kind of with Jesse and he just, he took them so much faster than I did. And I, man, I struggled with them. Now, like my halves, Mm -hmm. I could, I could dominate the halves and not just like, okay, you can do halves, but I mean like I can walk, I could walk them up around the sky, you know, do clockwise loops with them, counterclockwise loops with them. What while half, like I just, my brain worked very well with those. But it took me a tremendously long time to get to where I could do that with my doubles, just much longer than I felt like. And it, it really ultimately was. It was that I needed to make a tuning change. Mm, right. So I, w- I was fighting something that I didn't even know that I was fighting. You know I thought that I was fighting. getting old i thought that i was right your sight or timing for not practicing hard enough but it it ultimately kind of was my setup that was holding me back and you know that's why i think it's really good when you're fighting with a maneuver and you're kind especially once you get you know not not like sport flight maneuvers or orientation maneuvers or something like that but any sort of trick where you're starting to get out into your sticks more you know TikToks, yeah. uh anything pirouetting um bunny hops you know anything with uh, like a faster cyclic motion if you have a friend or someone you know hey, dude will you just fly this for me yeah. just i just want to know what you think i don't care i'm not going to tell you what i think i just want to know your opinion and, and that was ultimately kind of what saved it for me. It was, he was like, dude, This, I can't, like, pfft, dude, I can't bunny hop this thing. Yeah,
3: yeah, you don't have enough, enough, enough off of the
4: right. center. Yeah, it's not fast enough. Like, I uh uh-uh. uh. It ain't going to happen. Wow, well, wow. Well, okay. And now what I did is I went all the way to where he said his was, and it was too much. It felt uncomfortable. Yeah. So then it, it was, okay, well, I'm going to split the difference. And it's mm-hmm. still going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. But it's only just so much to give me, a, you know. But I still feel in control of the model. And then fly it like that for a while. Sometimes I found that that was enough. Sometimes I did need to go a little step more. Sometimes I went a step more and then came back to where it was. But, yeah. Tuning, definitely. I mean, you, you know, we say uh, the, the pros, they can fly anything. But you really... It's something you need to invest in learning once you get to a certain level. Or, you know, it's free. That's the thing. Like, dude, it's it's the best free upgrade you can have. Right.
2: So, if there's one thing you want to tell uh, new pilots to either on both sides of the spectrum to do or one thing to avoid, what would it be?
4: Do take as much time learning. Solidifying your basics as you do spending on learning specific tricks I mean everything even if it's a you know your first flight of the day and your last flight of the day uh in my opinion should always be orientation stuff. Just spend as much time uh re- going back and you know even if it's like man I just oh my gosh, I spent three months on the sim learning my pyro flips and now I'm out here and I'm just starting to do them. And oh my gosh, they're not falling out of the sky. I can kind of tell what they look like. You're on that high, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is great. Do yourself a favor. Take the next flight. Go back to a basics flight. Do those left aileron rolls. Do those right rudder things because it's so easy to get away from it. And then all of a sudden you'll go a whole season and you can, that's great. You learn two new maneuvers but can you fly for five minutes? Right. I mean, right. can you fly nonstop or is it do a trick, hover, do a trick, hover, do a trick, hover? Mm hmm. You know, Now I'm not trying to tell you, you know, what's what's, you know, how to how to fly your hobby or, you know, fly your own flight, do your thing. But I think you will probably find that later on something's not doesn't feel right. And that's what it is. It's that you didn't learn how to tie everything together and those basics all of those different small maneuvers the orientation comfortableness is eventually that is what ties everything together it's being able to flow from one trick to another so i would say yeah don't cut yourself short on that do stay away from sponsorships okay about that yeah (laughs) i'm over here nodding my head yeah, I'm going to say do, stay away. It I changes mean just stuff. everything you've been saying. It yeah. It changes stuff, you know? You uh hmm. it, it, it's I don't know how to it just it puts it opens you to mmm got to watch my wording here carefully for once. Uh <laughs> it opens you to a different side of the hobby. And there's a lot to be said for ignorance is bliss. Okay. Yeah, I would think it's a double-edged sword in a way. It is a very double-edged sword. Number one, don't ever think that you're going to spend less. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Dude. mm -mm. Because, you know, yeah, that's great. Like, you know, I love my hobby wing ESCs. I think they're fantastic. You know, hey, that's great, man. And then all of a sudden you go, and I'm not just saying that anyone, you know, and then you, you get on the team. Well, now you have to have one for everything that you have. Mm -hmm. So now you're taking off perfectly good working stuff that like you are happy with that you bought to spend more money to run all of this thing. And then I can tell you every single product, doesn't matter what brand it is, who makes it, this or that. At some point, it will have a problem that affects almost all of them for that brand. So now, I mean, it's inevitable. And I mean, I'm very happy with my stuff, right? Like Mm -hmm. super happy. But it has happened to every model that I've had or every component. Like they do an update and you're like, yeah, let's go do the updates on all of them. No. And then all of a sudden like <laughs> this doesn't work. Oh, And boy. now, you know, what happens is you'll go out to the field. Like it, you'll have a big problem. Well, now you just wasted your day at the field because right. now you got to go back home. You got to reflash everything back to the way that it was retune it. You know, this sort of, thing, and that's, that's what I mean. I'm not, You just have to understand it puts you, it it will change how you look at your flying. And boy, if there's anything that I've learned over, you know, since that 2009, man, it's the most fun that I have had is when I'm just flying for fun, Mm -hmm. flying with my friends. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what you fly, it's that you're out there having a good time, laughing, smiling, scaring the crap out of yourself. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Definitely. So, Kevin, you heard it. You're going to have to hold out on your Kettle One sponsorship.
0: I'm kind (laughs) of okay with that. I don't see there being an upgrade of firmware in that that would put me off. (laughs) Well, you never know know,
2: how to change the recipe a
4: little. I'm not saying it's not. I guess I kind of came off long strong. You know, it's just make sure you understand what you're getting into. Because you never want to. I never want to tell anyone. What you should and should not get enjoyment out of, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you really are out there to fly your own flight. And I use that as a generic term. And if that's what you love to do, uh, you know, and you're having fun doing it, then, dude, just rock that, you know, yeah. own it. Do it the best that you can. Like, Chris, you're a dude. You I know you love doing reviews, uh, articles like and you're badass at it. Like you're Thank way you. better at it than I ever was or ever even wanted to be. And and so there's a great example of he's having fun. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? He's enjoying what he's doing. That is what he likes to do uh in the hobby. Then rock that. Just be I think it's easy to get into that without knowing it ahead of time. You All know, right. I mean, Chris, you've been in RC for a long time. So just in general, so you, you, you are very well versed in, you know, the, the challenges and the responsibilities that come with that for sure. But I think a lot of, a lot of new people don't know that. And it's, you know, they just see the, they, you know, they don't see you sitting there for hours and hours and hours at night writing articles and, you know quietly trying to fight through a problem when you don't want to say anything and it, it ruins a couple days out of the field. They don't see any of that. They just think, oh, my God, I'm going to put someone's name in my signature on Helly Freak. That's all I care, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's, um, but, you know, as long as you know what you're up against, that's the most important thing. Right. All right.
2: Um, okay, so let's see how everyone's week in now and uh then we'll get on to our main topic here so who wants to go first
0: i will go first
2: do i ever go first sometimes oh okay i think i think i'm the one that rarely goes first because i'm always introducing the segment so i don't want to be like my shit's better than yours i'm going to talk about my stuff okay (laughs) so (laughs) i would
0: say that will go before me (laughs) all right so let me talk about my shit Uh (laughs) uh-huh um yeah, dude, I got parts for the 690 and I ordered the wrong frame cuz I ordered the version 1 frame Dope. Cause I instead of the version 2 frame. So I'm I'm living and learning, but uh mm-hmm. no big deal. I ordered ordered that and I think I don't know a shirt or something. I don't know. I ordered something else. I can't remember what it was. Maybe a lanyard or something. We flew on Sunday. I I smashed the Oxy trying to do some reverse flying or backwards flying. I think that's what eventually brought me into the ground, Steve. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that and
2: full negative collective while you're upright, and then full positive as you. I and mean, I think hitting throttle hold on the second bounce. Yeah. And then screaming either. throttle hold, you're like, <laughs> pop up, and then throttle hold back down. Yes.
0: Because it, it's like Nick was saying you know, you're like, I can save you, I can get <laughs> yeah. this going, and ugh. Yeah. So, yeah, plus the fact that it was so overcast. I think the flight before that, I said to you, wow, it would be great if I could actually see this thing. <laughs> and and yes. I flew. I remember flying right to left, and I got to the left, and I don't know what orientation it was in. I know what orientation it was in, and I remember just doing what I knew I should do, and, uh, okay, it was coming back the other way, and I was like, okay, guess that worked. <laughs> but yeah. that was, the overcast was just killing me.
2: Yeah,
0: so I got, but I got that back together. I mean, it was it was those things are nothing to crash. It's that's why I really like them so much. But I think I'm gonna take the icon off and put the V bar on that one on the sport. Yes. Yeah, but I had planes, helicopters, and multi rotor out uh, at the field on Sunday. I flew. Yeah. Um, I flew my oh. little FT Explorer. Yeah, I changed the ailerons to uh, or the aileron <laughs> to. Yeah, <Aileron>. I, <laughs> I Okay.
4: <don't What>? <laughs> don't hate
0: uh, <laughs> i had to throw that in because you're on the show
4: <laughs> yeah alien ailer, ailer. <laughs> see that Aileron. was one of those that i feel like someone poked fun of me and i was like yeah whatever okay uh, i'll never say that again yeah. <laughs> oh man uh, i think, I think the, justin was
0: saying that for a while too right oh yeah, I mean, all, I think, I,
4: yeah i'm even, one to talk i mean i make up i have half my own language I get correct. You know, I got corrected all the time on everything. You need to quit saying this. I know, but
0: it's fun. Yeah. I hear you. I still say Treks, and I get yelled at, that trek 450. T-Rack oh, <laughs> instead of yeah. T-Rack. That, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that is bad. Uh, it's like one of those things you learn in first grade, and you just always say it that way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what the hell else did I do? Oh, I flew the uh, the Phantom 3. I got some pretty good footage. Uh, man, I flew that in. Not only, I don't, I don't even know the the modes, but I flew that in the in the modes where I can actually set waypoints, and that was a pisser. Man, flew out, set a couple waypoints. I was flying in different modes and just experimenting with stuff. Had a couple old guys at the club that were just in amazement at the way this thing could take off and land. I was leaving the transmitter on the the picnic table, and go and watch it. It'll land by itself. <laughs> These guys were like, "That's insane!" I'm like, eh, technology, "Yeah, technology, man." And I was showing them how I I got up to 400 feet, and it would stop, and would tell me, "You've reached the you know safe level." And so, technology working for us there. It's just they're dominating. I mean, yeah. they are just dominating with their yeah. features. It's amazing. So much fun uh, too. I've I've had a lot of a lot of fun with it, and the video is just unbelievable. The clarity. And I have the 3. I mean, I don't even have the 4K version, and I'm, I'm blown away. Yeah, or even the new Mavic that I'm sure Chris will talk about. I want to yeah. hear. Yeah, so I won't, I won't go too long, but that's about it. Did some nice. other 3D stuff, 3D printing stuff, and uh, that's about it. How's your week been?
2: Who, mine? <laughs> <laughs> how's your week been, Chris? Okay, yeah, Chris, how's your week?
3: Well, it's been a while since I've been on the show with you guys. I think it was our, what are you, one-year episode?
2: Yeah. yeah, so it's been about a month.
3: So to keep up with my norm, buying, selling, flying, buying, selling, flying. Um,
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a machine. Yeah, yes. seriously.
3: Uh, sold a few things for Anthony. Um, picked up uh, Anthony's logo 480. I know I already had a 480, but I picked one up from uh-huh. Anthony because it had like, all my sponsored equipment in it already, and sure. his was newer. So, Well, his wasn't new. The one I had was new. His was used, but it had some stuff in it I wanted. So our buddy, Michael Welch, who listens to the show, what's up, Mike? He um, he texted me the other day and said, hey, I love the Oxy, but I want something bigger. And he's been flying the Flybar Nitro stuff for years. You guys met him at our, our Fun Fly, mm-hmm. And he's like, I think about getting a 380. I'm like, oh, dude, I've got a spare 480. I don't need twins. I impulse buy all the time. Sure. Um, I, you know, I'll give you a good deal. So I hooked him up, and uh, he got it all. I shipped it out last week. He got it all built. He was going to maiden it Sunday. Um, but his weather was crappy. He got a test hovered and pulled the plug and just went out and flew the Oxy. So he's got that. Um, since I talked you boys last, oh, my God, I'm finally flying the Logo 700. That thing nice. is a beast. I freaking love it. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from the 690SX V2 I flew all last season, a little bit different. As you know, Steve, this is a, kind of the hybrid where it's you know, belted a torque tube. Yeah. Um, I loved torque tubes back in the day, but now it, I've been so – Kind of spoiled with the goblins last three years and the logos the past couple years.
4: Amen to that.
3: Yeah, it's a different Mm -hmm. spool up sound. I'm like, oh, this is not. This sounds like there's gravel (laughs) in my belt.
2: Yeah, it's a little noisy. Yep.
3: So once you get used to it, everything breaks in. You oil your gears. The sound just goes away. It flies phenomenal. I'm flying it on. uh, Let's see, on 12s. I'm flying 4100s on the VTX uh, 717s, and that thing just freaking everything I want. Like I'm. I'm opposite, Nick, of, of you and Kyle, where you guys fly your sticks. I'm usually 120 rates, 30-40 expo, and, like, I'm sensitive. Like, I'm quarter-inch off center. I'm rolling. So the thing is super responsive for me. First maiden flight, I was throwing pyro flips and, and shooting autos. Um, Sunday, I was shooting inverted rolling autos with it. So I think this is definitely going to take my flying um, to the next level where I can get comfortable and finally get pyro flips down because I'll have the hang time I need. Yeah. Um, also made it both 480s. I put two flights on the one before I sold it to, to Mike. And then uh, my 480, I've got it set up identical to the one I destroyed last year. So I felt, you know, getting that back up in the air for a maiden same thing, I just went right to smacking the, the snot out of it. Um, felt right right at home with it because my 480 last year, I put um, over 100 flights on it before I finally um, destroyed it. So happy to have that back. Oh, God, what else? Um, Flew. The Twisted Hobbies, crack yak and our freeze and fly. So I got got some airplane flights in for the season already. The DJI 3 Professional that I bought mm-hmm. um off my buddy. Flew that twice and said, Man, this could be fun. It could be boring, but at the same time, this could take my helicopter videos, reviews, and flying to the next level. Yeah. Let's try it. So put two flights on it, sent you guys a video and pictures and like I'm like, yeah, I just sold it to my buddy local. You're like, what? You didn't like it?
2: <laughs> so so how how long did you have it? Like four days. days? Eighteen <laughs> hours.
3: Yeah. Uh yeah, like forty eight hours. So I'm like, I'm like so Man, forty-eight this, hours. I mean, I got the itch. I'm like, this is freaking cool. This is badass. So sold to my local buddy who does a lot of he's like building a new house, so he wants to take like a bunch of videos and pictures of his land. Mm-hmm. So sold it to him and then pre ordered a DJI Mavic like that night. And before the Mavic even came, I had a case, an extra battery, you know, nice. screen protector, transmitter, you know, stick protector. So I did uh, my my normal. I did my open box review last week. I did my first flight review. It was kind of cool because the, the Mavic doesn't record sound unless you're doing like Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how can I do a video where I can talk and do video, get my point of view and the, and the drone's point of view and have them together. And I realized you could do picture over picture in the iMovie, on the iPhone. So I recorded two videos, and I had to stagger these videos, like stack them perfectly, to where if I'm looking at the drone, and I'm talking, so the visual of me talking is coming from the Mavic, but the sound is coming from my iPhone 7 Plus. It's sitting on my head. And I had to time everything perfect, so that you could see me talk. It matches with my voice. And if, if I looked away, You saw, like, the drone footage, you know, the drone would look away. So I did that video, put a few, I think i put six, seven flights on it so far. I'm just getting used to flying a drone that kind of flies itself. I took it to the field this weekend. Sunday I was out with the logos. Um, I did a couple cool videos. I, you know, put the the Mavic up, like, 200 feet, and I was flying the logo 480 under it. And I did a cool shot where I kind of panned around the 700 and, like, pulled out and up to get some shots. I didn't realize, I was talking to you guys earlier things a 4k drone. I've been trying to sh- I've been shooting in 1080 sixty <laughs> frames per second so it can match my iPhone because I can do air airdrop like digital download from the Mavic to the phone I'm flying with in 1080. Well, oh, if nice. two S- if you shoot two point seven or if you shoot 4k, you need a, a card reader because you got to yeah. pull the card out or you need a USB to the computer. well, as I alluded earlier to you guys before the podcast, I've posted all these videos. Of what I thought was like, you know, 1080 or what I thought was like, you know, 2.7 or 4K. If you shoot it from the Mavic to the phone, you don't download. If you just do like an instant save to phone, mm-hmm. it does it in 720. Because that's what it's the, down, the HD downlink from flying it up to four miles away is 720. So all these videos I freaking posted that I thought were awesome are only 720. Oh, geez. So I've got some learning to do. But the thing, it's, it's going to be fun. I learned don't try it at night and show your buddies how good the obstacle avoidance works because it won't <laughs> see the obstacle if it's too dark. Oh. So, yeah, I put in a tree at my brother's backyard off his patio Saturday night because I, I took a, I want to do some videos and pictures of my brother's house because he just bought a house. And uh, so we're getting ready to leave. It's like 10 o'clock at night. And my buddy's like, What's in the case? Because he showed up late. I'm like, oh, it's my new Mavic Pro, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, a drone. Can that thing, like, fly itself? I'm like, yeah. He goes, is that thing, like, uncrashable? I'm like, pretty much. You know, it's got yeah, obstacle avoidance, right. <laughs> ground detection. Famous I, was him, I was telling him how early that day I went up to my brother's house because my brother's doing dishes and cooking, so I went up to his window, and a drone stopped me at six foot foot. Like, I was cruising, you know, a couple miles an hour, and it just beep, 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 and it's just like a backup camera on the car. It stopped me seven feet from my my brother's window. As I creeped closer at that point, the the footage was coming down as the beeper's getting louder and it's changing colors on my screen. So it, it stopped. It knew the house was there. So I was telling my buddy about how cool that was. I'm like, yeah, let me show you. So we go out in my brother's backyard. It's got a little spotlight. I auto take off. You know, it goes to four feet. Waits for me to go, watch this, Sean. I go, see this tree? I go, it won't even let me get close to it. (laughs) <laughs> I go I go, I, I, I go, full tilt with a freaking $1,200 drone that thing gets like by the time I realize oh my god I'm too close it's not it's picking it up it, <laughs> yeah you can't
2: like stop ten, it fast
3: enough <laughs> Dude, it's like 10-15 feet up in a tree and I just hear it falling as its blades are spinning because there's no throttle hold I don't know how to turn it off I've never crashed yeah. a drone before uh-huh. so I look look down at my phone and I'm flying with and it's like uh, what did it say uh, obstruction of motor, obstruction of motor, <laughs> obstacle of obstruction. <laughs> and, crash <and> detector, so, <laughs> crash detector. What are you doing? So it shut itself down. I go through all the logs. I'm looking at it, and it's like obstacle avoidance may not work under low light situations. I'm like, ah, probably should oh. have read some instructions first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, two two little crack props, but uh, it comes with a spare you know, counter-rotating and counter-counter-rotating. So it comes with spare props. They're really cool, other than the old DJI um, Phantom ones where you guys, you know how we spin them on. Yeah, these yeah. are cool. The, the, you got these little, little brushless motors, and they have the shaft or the spring on them. You literally just push down the prop, and it, it's not even a quarter turn. It's like a push down in an eighth turn. And then you let go, and it pops it back up into place. So changing a prop, it, it's, it's if you know, cha- spinning on a prop before it took five seconds on a, on a DJI Phantom, it's like one second. It's like click, turn, done.
0: It sounds nice. like that um, Dremel blade uh that you can swap out quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah Put yeah. it down yeah. and rotate
3: yep. it, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I've got that in my truck.
0: Nice. So,
3: yes, yeah, so I've been having a blast with that. I think this summer it's going to take my videos to the next level. Obviously, I won't be able to do, like, reviews at the field unless I'm recording my iPhone in my pocket just so I have an audio source and overlay mm-hmm. it. Um, but I, got, I basically got just to do some cool shots of, of me flying in, in different angles I've never seen. Um, yeah. s- started playing with the follow me feature, but you have to be farther away for that, which I want it closer. Um, right. I did uh, the tripod modes really there's like there's like six or seven new features with it. Um, the tripod mode's really sweet. you click in tripod mode. you can go full you know full tilt on your on your collective or your uh, cyclic roll. And mm-hmm. it only does like one mile an hour, so it takes like a really steady, slow pan. So oh, that's yeah, so that's, cool. it's 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 kind of my first, I'd say, uh, drone because the other one lasted like two days. But mm-hmm. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna keep this one for a while. I always say that, but
2: yeah, um, my
3: my, <laughs> my buddy wants it, my <laughs> we'll
2: get the famous, text in a couple weeks.
3: Famous last words of Chris Reiber. No, I, I'm gonna keep this one for a while. <laughs> yeah friday my dad's friday my dad's gonna be listening to the show laughing, saying yep yep uh Uh huh." um so (laughs) i plan to keep this one my buddy is getting married in october and he wants me to shoot his wedding he's at a golf course with like a pond and they already gave us the okay so i think that's kind of my way to to keep it is i've got a job to do for my buddy so i think oh i think i'll like it once i start playing with it more and realize how the hell i download these files and get them back to my phone in 4k and stuff um it's it's gonna be fun nice nice Cool. So that's just been it. Just been same thing, same thing with me. I'm, I think I've got, not as much as you, Steve. I think I'm up to, I don't know, 2017 flight count. I'm up there. I think I've got about 35 flights. Get you know a couple on the airplane, which is nice. I plan to get the Cub out a lot this summer. Um, nice. My lease is up soon on my, my Chevy Cruze. So I think I'm going to finally get my Equinox I want, and I'll have ample space for my quarter scale Cub and some other toys. So.
2: Looking for a good 2017. Nice, yeah.
3: So what have you been up to, Mr. Nick Len?
4: Dude, not much. It's cool. I don't know how you do it. Isn't it freezing where you're at? Yes.
3: Unless I tell people, they're like, you you fly all year, my (laughs) my reviews don't stop. Like, I don't know why I do it to myself. Like, I'd have so much more time, and my brain would be able to sleep if i did a lot less reviews. But I like giving back. Like That's why I got so pissed the other day when people like, the hobby's dying, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the hobby's yeah. dying, you can't tell that to me because I've been doing it 30 years. And second, after I woke up on Sunday, went out to breakfast with the family, I sat on my couch for four hours replying to PMs, YouTube comments, Facebook messages, and people just ask me setups and how do I do this, how do I do that. So you can't tell me the hobby's dying when I answer wow. 20 to you know, 30 emails a week. And that's just emails before PM. So I don't know. I love it. I I still have the drive, and yeah, it's cold as shit, Nick. Um,
4: It is. It's tough, man. I mean, it's really tough. I'll. I've been sneaking out. Like I'll take the five seventy out. I'll grab all the packs that I've got for it, and keep them in the truck and keep them warm and sneak out. But it's been. I'll be honest. I haven't. I haven't moved my trailer out to the field and months because it's just just uh -uh. i'm i'm not gonna do it but i am really trying to at least not have that oh my god we're all gonna die feeling every time i go out and fly i mean that's (laughs) you know that's the goal is maintain you know at least keep it keep the scared feeling away i expect to drop a little over the winter you know but um last year last winter i pushed really hard just to maintain, and and it was it worked. I mean, I went all the way through the winter and didn't lose anything. A little worried about it this one, but we've also had a way worse winter than normal too. So, yeah. you know how
3: Nick, how I keep my giner warm? Because I'm like, I'm like you, you know. I as a kid, I grew up with you know 50 acres. I I, I was on two wheels at three years old. I was, I was snowmobiling growing up. When I became an electrician, uh, like 14, 15 years ago, once I started working outside in uh, elements. I lost all respect for winter fun. So how I kind of keep warm in the winter is if if I'm like parking lot, if I'm at the field at the field, I just suck it up. I run out there, get a flight, come back in my car, sit down, check Facebook or something. But if I just run up to the school to fly, I blast my, my uh, heat in my car on high and I just fly. I just sit in the driver's seat sideways with the door open and just blast the heat. So I'm basically (laughs) sitting out. I'm sitting outside the car. My radio's outside the car. But the heat's hitting me as it rushes out of the car, so it's kind of I like get a two for one deal.
4: hey, man, you got it. I mean, you in the winter, I think all bets are off on trying to be cool or do you just do whatever you need to do to get out there and and get some flights in. Yeah.
0: hell yeah
4: <laughs>
0: Nick, did you see the video that I don't know if you saw it the one that Steve posted, I think it was two weeks ago. He had the camera out where he was flying, and it was like what was it, Steve, like twenty degrees? Yeah, that
2: ain't right, man. I think it was like I mean, 18 degrees with 30-mile-per-hour gusts flying an Oxy-3. <laughs> it, looked I mean, like the, <laughs> it looked like the Planet Hoth, I said to
1: him.
0: I was like, yeah. like, you're live from the Planet Hoth. I'm not trying to Earth. rain
4: on any anyone's parade or anything, you know? I mean, who am I to judge? But, you know, like, just because you can doesn't mean you have to. Yeah, <laughs> And I've been there before where it was like, hey, watch this. Yes, I can. This this year has been a little bit more of like hell no 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 <laughs> I'm not gonna do that I'm still you know I'll just sit in here and sim. I, yes, thought, you were, I my... thought.
0: Sorry, man. I thought you were gonna say I don't want to rain on anybody's parade, but you're an asshole. <laughs> <I> <laughs>
3: no, just, gonna say something like that. Oh,
0: it just shit. ain't. It ain't. It ain't right. It's <laughs> it not for right. me.
4: Well, it's all good. I got nothing but respect and I will gladly watch your video from the comfort of my (laughs) chair and my cup of coffee and my and my blanket. Like I'm good. Like I'm good. You know,
2: that wasn't as bad as the weekend before when I was flying in the rain and I had to fly, land, wipe the heli down, wipe my V control down because it was soaked. I was like and, you know, beyond just being wet, but, like, it was also cold and windy, so now you're wet and cold and windy. That other time, yeah, it was cold, it was windy, but I wasn't getting wet. It was okay. I get in my car, I warm up instantly. See, I'm opposite. But, I'm uh,
4: opposite. Like, I'll, I'll take a slight drizzle. I, me and wind, we just don't. Yeah. Like, I, it, I'm not saying it can't. It's great mm-hmm. for training, but when we get wind here, it's cold. Yeah. i mean it and so i can I can do wind or I can do cold or I can do rain. you start combining any two of like any two of those, and I'm out like I have no interest in it anymore uh-huh
2: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I get one day a week to fly, and I'm just so excited about flying that um especially recently, I feel like i'm I, I'm noticing progression, and when I know there's progression it's like I gotta go again. I gotta go again. I gotta keep going, you know.
4: Heck yeah, so, man. When that train
2: uh, comes around, yeah,
4: you, you absolutely gotta gotta ride it. hmm
0: It could be All the right, apocalypse talk- and Steve is out there. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, Help keep me. those zombies away.
2: I get this yeah. flight in. Yeah. Oh, watch this new trick I got. <laughs> zoop,
4: zoop, zoop. Yeah. There like it it'll happen until you <laughs> until you go and drive one in when it's like twenty degrees out there. Dude, it is like a freaking yard sale. Just, wow! Everything just explodes. Uh Uh-huh. like, wow. I didn't even know I could break pieces like that. Right. (laughs) That's why it's too cold.
2: So we flew on Sunday. That was cool. It was a little cold. It was kind of nice, but it got colder, right, as the sun was settling. Um, It was really hard to see any of the helis. I mean, even, like, I mean... I guess one exception is my goblin three eighty because that thing is radioactive orange and <laughs> even in gray skies you just see this like bright orange canopy and boom, so it's it's not too bad. But even my logo seven hundred, that orange and yellow, it was hard to see pot and booms. But it was fun, you know. I think I only had an oh shit moment once or twice. I think what I get, seventeen flights in? So I, you know and I feel like I I feel it. I feel I'm progressing and you know, I'm looking at my little app here that I do my flight count. And for 2017, so I guess, what do we This this Tuesday? I don't even know what day today is. The 24th? So yeah. In 24 days, I've done 77 flights. Wow, man. And
0: That's... I guess,
2: you know, putting that time in, I'm getting, I'm seeing progression from it, you know. That and me, you know, saying, okay, just do one thing more. Just, just try one thing more and then just keep trying it. Besides that, uh, I got a new mic set up for the podcast. So for our listeners, I, I post that little video. <laughs> of, it's really an audio clip, I guess, of uh, my mic set up from my old previous headset, gamer headset thing to an actual mic with a boom and a pop filter. And this, I don't know, $100 little whatever this thing is called, pre <laughs> audio box <laughs> I won. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely better than a headset, and I hope it, uh, the couple hundred bucks I spent are worth it. So we'll see. Always. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I think you sound better.
2: Yeah, I mean, when I did that test record, I, I noticed how awful I sounded before, <laughs> you know, because I didn't really have a point of reference. I was like, oh, that's just the way I sound.
0: Well, I was and- always adding bass to your track, always, uh, just to make you
2: sound less tinny. Uh-huh. But now, yeah, I don't think I have to do it. And, and the funny thing is, is you know, my wife is sitting behind me on the couch, and I'm doing this record, test record, and I'm I'm doing the playback, and she's like, wait, with your new mic, you don't sound like that. And I'm like, what do you mean I don't sound like that? You, you just heard me recording in front of you. He's like, yeah. But you don't sound like that. So, it's going to be pretty interesting. <laughs> hey, dear,
4: look, I sound like a man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, that's pretty much been my week, and, and let's Go right into our main topic. So I I asked Nick to come on the show because, I mean, I'm not going to speak for anyone else. But personally, I know nothing about governors with helis. Um, You know, I know what they do. I I know what they're supposed to do. But beyond that, like, I just kind of defaultly set them up and then fly. And, you know, so I know this is probably a topic that a lot of our heli listeners can uh really appreciate so yeah let's kind of get right into it so what is a governor
4: wow let's see a governor is basically a governor is the equivalent of cruise control in your car that's the best way to put it because uh you know for us uh when it comes to flying heli consistency is key and with electrics If you just, you know, uh, give X amount of throttle percentage, think about it just like in your car. If Mm -hmm. I'm driving down the road and I'm sitting there at quarter throttle and I go up a hill and I don't give any more throttle, I am going to slow down, period. And the story, because you're putting more load on the vehicle. Well, it's no different Mm -hmm. than a heli. If we were just flying throttle curves or, you know, flat throttle and we load the model, the head speed's going to go down. Now, let's be honest, the way that the blades spin and all that directly affects the cyclic and, and the, you know, the pop or the feel, Mm -hmm. the response of the collective. So all of that makes it feel different. And that's where governor is so cool. At the beginning of my flight with, you know, how, whatever your cell count is, we're all sitting up at 4.2 volts, fully charged, ready to go versus the end of my flight at, 3.78 volts or whatever. I want the model to feel during every maneuver, every, everything that I'm doing from the beginning of that flight to the end of that flight. I want it to feel the same because that's ultimately going to make you a better pilot because you'll be just more consistent. And so that's what a a governor really does. It says, why don't you let me control the throttle? You just tell me how fast you want the blades to go. I'll you know, I will sit here and watch the load. I'll I'll watch for the load. I'll watch for your stick inputs. I'm going to watch all of these other things, and I will go ahead and control uh, the actual throttle output to the motor. Um, you just tell me what your target is, and we'll go from there.
2: Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a great analogy, yeah. Um, so are there differences between fly rollers, Like, you know, we have our... Neos and we can hook up the telemetry and you know the RPM output and we'll be able to, you know, have the V bar handle the Gov. Or compared to like the Hobby Wing Elf Gov or Castle Gov, I mean are there any differences between that? Night and
4: day. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Really? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh huge. And it's it's because you are ultimately you're deciding who's the brains of the operation. Right. You know, uh ESC is there's there's really two parts you have just the hardware portion of it which is how how efficient is the hardware side of your speed controller you know mm-hmm. can it transfer voltage in to voltage out to your brushless motor how efficiently can it do that so that's one part of it but with that you know it it doesn't matter how awesome your hardware is if you've got a dumb brain inside of it running the show so <laughs> inherently an internal governor, uh, which will be the one like built into the into the speed controller, mm-hmm. they have always traditionally been. Well, I'm not going to say always. I don't like to use that word. In most cases, they are subpar to one controlled by a flybarless system. Now, why is that? Because an internal governor is always going to be reactive. So what okay. that means is that. When you load the model, it doesn't know that you're going to load the model. Uh, I see. Right? So it can't see that stick input from you because what it's looking for, you know, throttle percentage from you is like on Castle. Let's say Castle set RPM mode, right? Mm -hmm. So anything from whatever it is uh, up to, say, you know, I have uh, 30% for normal mode, 60% for for my idle up one and then a hundred percent for idle up two. It's only looking at your throttle curve just to determine what head speed to fly at. That's it. But it's not really paying attention to your collective Mm. and that's the key. So when you load the model, it's sitting there like imagine some guy just sitting there with a throttle, right? Mm -hmm. Staring at a screen and a line like one of those old video games where it's like it's flying by really fast, and your whole goal is just to stay right on the straight line, right? right and that's right. all he's doing. Like, oh, it's going down, give more. Oh, there's too much, pull back. Like, it's just this constant balancing game. Well, if you can't see what's coming, you're always going to be reacting to what you see, right. which inherently is going to make it too late. Now, there are some, I mean, Contronic, Contronic put internal, Contronic put governors on the map. Right. And they were amazing at it. They had a very good gov. Um, and what they did, their their secret formula, which um, I don't mind telling you, Hobbywing has its dialed pretty darn good now. It's internal gov. But mm-hmm. there aren't very many other ones. Castle's internal gov. It's horrible. I'm sorry. Love Castle is death. They never got that figured out right. What Contronic does is, let's see, how do I put it? What you will see in an ill-performing gov is too much sag, right? So you'll go and you'll mm-hmm. load the model and the governor's like, doo, doo, doo. Oh, crap. I just lost 300 RPM. Crap. What do I do? What do I do? Oh, give it full throttle. <laughs> Wham! So it slams the throttle in, right? Yeah. And what do you see? You see a big-ass gnarly tail kick. That's what you see. And so now you're chasing your tail, pun intended, on your tuning <laughs> for pre-comp and all. Guess what? You yeah. can't tune that out of it, right? Because it's just lagging behind. Well, Contronic did it a little bit different. They said, okay, when I see you unload the model... Because this is what happens with castle So you'll load it you'll load it you'll give it Half a second and it'll finally catch up And you're like okay there we go now we're doing good Right Mm -hmm. you pull back out of the Collective so you are now Overspeeding Castle is like whoa Overspeed pull it back All the way right like Shut it down shut it down we're going (laughs) Overspeed and then If you reload the model quickly Like wait a second and then reload it Hard it's like ah crap Full throttle again and it just Man that that all the way back To all the way full creates a Really really harsh Kick that's why to Get a castle to work Everyone was running very Very minimal headroom in the governor They're just basically barely Governing if that Mm. makes sense Like they're just only letting it Govern just a little bit just to Try and reduce that tail kick Contronic said "Dude, bro I don't even care you can go ahead and overspeed all you want. I'm going to be really lazy about pulling this <laughs> throttle. <laughs> there you go. Because I'm okay with you overspeeding. You know why? Overspeeding is fine. You're not going to notice a reduction in performance mm-hmm. if we're overspeeding, but you will definitely notice a reduction in performance and flight characteristics if we go under the targeted head speed and then i pour the coals to it and kick the tail because i gave you full throttle so that's why you can do gnarly badass overspeeds with a contronic and then when you reload it it comes in soft because it's it's already spinning faster than you need the head speed to spin so it can slowly bring the throttle back in and then when it does it nice and slow you don't get a tail kick okay Yeah, so that's why Contronic kind of had that real smooth. That was their whole their whole art form that they did. But now, getting back to the original question, why Flybarless has such an advantage? Because it is the mind behind your collective. All of your collective goes through the Flybarless system. All your inputs, yeah. That's right. So now we have the ability to add like a pre comp. You know, like automatically when I give this much. Go ahead like it's you saying When I go to full collective I know it's going to drop head speed We know that Duh I mean (laughs) hello Go from zero pitch to full pitch (laughs) I'm naturally going to be loading the motor more So go ahead and get a head start On the throttle Because if we know We're headed in that direction Of going up towards full throttle anyway Go ahead and get a head start As you see my collective move So then the governor when it finally goes through a control loop, you know, a full cycle of the control loop, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're already heading the right directions. I'll make some slight adjustments to make sure that we stay there. OK, so that's where it has the big advantage. The The hardest part and this is like this is no small task. And I have worked with you know, whether just out of personal input or team or privately behind the scenes, a lot of different fly wireless companies, the day that, like, let's say Mikado makes their own speed controller, like, -hmm. everything will be perfect. Yeah. But there is, there's ultimately, there's only two ways that it can be done, and it has to do with the soft start, and the restart. So, like, um, and I'm just going to use Hobbywing, for example, because a lot of people are using it now. In airplane mode, there's no, there's no soft start, right? So mm-hmm. now the flybarless system is responsible for the soft start. I don't mind telling you, they don't do it that well. They never have done it they, that well. They never are going to be able to do it that well. That's why in airplane mode, you get that very first tail kick just like that because the hobby wing doesn't gives you nothing until five percent and that's for safety purposes right so you can ever so slightly bump your throttle like if you're an airplane guy and it doesn't you know the prop doesn't sit there and just you know because that's really hard on the motor when you have a brushless motor just barely creeping right so they just say dude you don't even need to have below five percent well that wreaks havoc on a flybarless system cuz it's trying to do soft start. So now yeah. we go from I'm telling you start as slow as you can but you're not capable of it until you hit 5% so you get a big tail kick on startup. Now once the flybarless system gets it spooling up, dude, life's great. Because now the flybarless system can handle your auto rotation bailout cuz it's in full charge. Mm-hmm. it can set how fast it respools it can set your throttle hole. i mean life is good but there's just that damn tail kick that it's yeah. really hard to get out and now you also have to put you know put yourself in their shoes i need you know i need to accommodate castle i need to accommodate hobbywing i need to accommodate scorpion i need to accommodate all of these different esc manufacturers that all write their own code and their own algorithm for everything they all do it different Mm-hmm. It's a nightmare. It's very difficult from the Flybrother system side. So now the other way to do it would be almost all speed controllers have heli mode no gov which is a soft start but no active governor. Okay? That works amazing.
2: Is that like linear throttle?
4: Uh yes, heli linear throttle. Yeah. Because you have the speed controller is controlling the soft start. It's in charge of its own soft start. Which is great, because it's butter smooth, because it's in charge, right?
1: Right.
4: The problem is there has to be then what's called a handoff. I so I now I'm my... the speed controller. Uh-huh. I'm gonna start spooling up at a certain point, God knows when, and at an undetermined point, I need to let you, the flyboiler system, take over. And how that handoff goes doesn't always go that well, right? Yeah. So you'll get like a slow spool and then, you know, me and then all of a sudden, whoop, yep. you know, when it hands over to the fly system, which now is in charge. That's when I get that 30 degree tail kick on the ground, right? Like after it started to spool, <laughs> yeah. scares the piss out of you. Yeah, I, oh, I get time. it. the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so then it's a, it's a balancing act, especially like V-bar, hobby wing, right? It is a balancing act of changing your spool up time in the hobby way, which will ultimately change your soft start speed, right? To yeah. the ramp up rate in the V bar, which is how fast does it change head speeds? And that determines how fast it will spool up the rest of, after the handover. So you kind of have to do this balancing act to get it to where, oh, okay, that's not bad. It acts like one nice, decent soft start. Well guess what? Now all of a sudden we have to have auto rotation bailout. Well now you're screwed. <laughs> because we can't go down to zero throttle yeah. to shut the motor off because then we're gonna re engage soft start in the speed controller, which the baller system has no control over.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, so, correct. Yeah, right? So right. it's really difficult. I mean, it is difficult, and this has been an ongoing battle from, like, day one. The only—I'm not going to say the only way, but the only company that I've seen that that designed—speed controller company that designed their setup to where it can work is Castle. That whole auto-rotation enable mm-hmm. or disable, you know, changing the throttle and allowing you to arm at a lower percentage than throttle— uh, our rotation bailout is, is freaking genius. Because now we can make it work. I can, you know, rearm the speed controller at one spot, but then still have our rotation work in another spot. Right. It's just, it's difficult. There's, it's still not perfect, but the Gov performance is, you know, sport pilot, I'm going to say you might not notice it, but man... I don't know. It's, it's big. Like it's big, there's, there's nothing that I've flown is that's better than the combo of like, you know, V bar gov handling everything.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Nice. Wow. You clarified a lot of questions that I
4: had.
2: Yeah. And I learned something new too. What pre-cop is.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's, that's (laughs) that's what that does. (laughs) Yeah. And it's no different. Like it's, that's in your tail. You know, when you set up pre-comp in your tail, that's mm-hmm. saying as I go from zero collective to full full collective, yeah. I know the tail's going to want to kick. And I know which way it's going to want to kick because I just loaded. Well, let's go ahead and offset that right off the bat. You know. Now, tuning, <sighs> dude, tuning's kind of a whole different deal. It, tuning a governor can be one of the single greatest things that you can do for uh-huh. the for the performance of the model it can also be the single most frustrating thing that you can do because in my opinion i think it's the hardest so how it would you the, tune a gov dude very <laughs> patiently well in it there is there's no answer because they're all so different right you know what i mean headroom headroom is a big one and headroom is your basically your gear ratio. What can you get if you are full 100% throttle output mm-hmm. out of your model with a charge pack on it, You know what RPM can you achieve versus what are you flying at? So the more headroom we give the governor to work, um, that basically means you're flying at a lower speed than what you're capable of. But more is not always better. Speed controllers generally stay more efficient and run cooler at a higher throttle percentage because of the FET's inside of them. Mm-hmm. So um, and every governor, it's, it's totally different. Like I had mentioned about Castle. Castle, the governor sucks. <laughs> so what you have to do is you give the governor very little headroom. Uh, you know, So like when I just load it a little bit, it's already putting out 100%. Okay, and that's not necessarily right because I'd like to be able to load it harder and have it give more, but it's a trade-off because I need it already pushing more so that when I unload, it doesn't pull it back as far. Right, Is that that kind of makes sense. It's like putting a heavier cart in front of you to push. Mm-hmm. If all of a sudden I let up a little bit of weight, you're still going to be pushing really pretty hard. You know, so it's not going to change the speed in which you're pushing that much. But if I gave you a really light cart, and we're sitting there pushing, and I take weight out of it, it's you're going to like, whoa! It, it's going to make a really big difference. Right. And so it's just a much jerkier throttle. Uh, so we keep the Castle Ghost with the headroom really low, and it it just uh, unfortunately it doesn't govern as well, but it keeps it it helps, should I say. From it just cramming the throttle back in and getting a big tail kick. And, dude, that was like figuring out is it a Gov tail kick or a tail kick tail kick was like a year and a half of my life. Really? Jeez. Because it's frustrating. Because it looks the same, man.
2: Right, right. And before I used to run Governors, I used to just run flat curves, like Castle Mm EFC. Go 100%. I don't care. I want that model screaming. Give me all the power you got. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything flew fine. As soon as I turn a gov, I do one simple move, and the tail kicks out, and I'm like, wait, no, this helicopter was flying fine before. I don't get why. You know? Yep. And, I, uh, uh, and I had the biggest time where I just stopped running
4: gloves. I just didn't want to do it. Yeah, because you know? it's harder. You can't yeah. just... But it's better. It takes more investment on time and learning on your end. Right. But the end product is so much better because, you know, why? everything is so much more efficient. You can now get that, you know, that three and a half minute flight time or that 345 flight time that you had before because mm-hmm. you're just out there pouring the coals to it the whole flight right. as you're flying by doing loops and rolls at, you know, spinning it wide open, which yeah. you definitely don't need. Now we can bring the head speed way down to where it still reacts the way that we want it to. But it does mm-hmm. that through the whole flight. And you can add 30 seconds, 45 seconds onto your flight time. Yeah. And, and the model is the same at the beginning of the flight as it is at the end of the flight. That's so awesome. it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, it's really worth it. Um, but it's just, you know, if you ever don't know, turn the gov off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you- if you ever don't know, if you just cannot get a tail kick or a tail tune problem figured out, turn the gov off, go back to a regular V curve, you know, just, just ballpark V curve, you know, do like, a 80, 70, 60 or something, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Um, put it up into a hover. You, you kind of, yeah, use, use attack, you know, get it close to where you're going to fly it at. Or, uh, you know, a a 90, let's say a 90, 70, 60 or something like that. Just to get it ballpark close and do Mm -hmm. a little bit of flying. And if your tail kick like blatantly completely goes away, then you have a governor problem. If it doesn't, okay, now we have a little bit of a tail tuning issue as well. good part is there's two parts to the fly system. There's what it's capable of and where it comes out of the box. What they're capable of has changed a bit over the last couple of years for the better where they come out of the box is miles ahead mm. you know of, of where they were a couple of years ago uh, for you know for v bar dude it used to be like well v bar flies better if you're willing to put the 100 flights in to tune it
2: <laughs> right right <laughs>
4: You know, or, or man, I love, like, that's why everyone flew B-Sticks. That's the single reason everyone flew B-Sticks. Because you just pushed a couple buttons and watched a couple lights go. and picked it up <laughs> in the air and flew the piss out of it, right?
2: Yep. Yep. Three little knobs. That's it. does.
4: Like, you were good. Like, you could just hammer on It didn't bobble. What is this bobble you speak of? I can't make this thing bobble if I want to. <laughs> but we found out pretty quick that, you know, wow, in, in high-speed pirouetting stuff, You know, when you start it's if you're just pirouetting, life is good. But if you start mixing in anything else in the tail, it would whip. And you just couldn't tune it out of it. So Mm. now you go back to oh man, well, the icon tail or the V bar, either one, you know, wow, they're so much better, but oh man, I don't want to spend the time to tune and you know, it's all what you want to get out of it. But to be honest, if you have that stuff, it's free. It's a free upgrade. It's It's going to. Learning how to tune and spending that time to tune will make your model fly better than any new set of blades you're going to get, than any bling upgrade you're going to get, than any new canopy you're going to get, or skid upgrade, or anything. Yeah.
2: I just think for a lot of people, especially beginners, they just don't know the terminology, the setting, like what does what do, how is it going to affect. They don't want to push too far into it and then have a model that completely flies like crap. And then it's and then it's like okay fine. You know, you reset it. Okay, it's flying okay, the deals especially, you know, you do the basic wizard and you have a pretty decent flying model there. But it's like, okay, well, if I were to do this was okay, I'm I'm doing TikToks and I get a little tail, tail kick, tail kick. You know, is that my gov? Is it is, is it the tail? You start messing with your tail gains and you're like Nope, that didn't make it any better. So you revert that back and, and when you look at Govs, it's like then you're starting to go into like PI P I D stuff, right? I mean it's not just you got your headroom settings. Yeah. But then now you're like they say to the tail, right? You you sometimes have to go into that advanced menu where you're now adjusting P and I and D. And I mean, I try messing around with it on the quad side. P I D stuff is a pain in the butt. You know, it's like hard to understand really what it does because p is what like the fast wobbles right whenever you do something it does a fast wobble and then i is the slow stuff and a D is like the bounce back i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's tough yeah it
4: is it's really tough you know the the big key is stay and and that's why i like the direction that the fly systems have gone with the different menus you know like mm-hmm. basic mode man right. that's awesome yeah. because uh, that gives people like It goes back to the whole ignorance is bliss, man. It's awesome. Just give me some basic stuff and you know what? Like life is good. You don't feel overwhelmed and that's great. And I would encourage everyone to fly it. If it fits, if you're happy with how your model flies, stay there. Like, don't, you know, don't worry about it. And the cool part is when you, that's where bank switching is awesome. When you mm-hmm. click into the advanced mode now, it's like, oh, my God, there's all this stuff. Well, guess what? If you don't touch anything, it still flies the same, <laughs> right? All right? All you did was change the menu. Just do one thing. Just do one thing. And always, 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 the best advice that I can ever get is before you ever touch P or before you ever touch I or before you ever touch feed forward or pre-comp or this or that, mm-hmm. set your main gains first. You have to know what it feels like to max out your main gain, your main head gain and your main tail gain. What does my helicopter do when it is too high? And if you feel like, dude, bro, I just like pegged this thing and I don't notice anything, then you are not, and I don't mean this as a derogatory remark, but you are not at a level where you need to get into this tuning. That kind of makes sense? Like if you oh, can't yeah. fly it hard enough to get, a bad bobble or a bad, you know, oscillation on the tail with the gain cranked way up, then you're good. Like, don't worry about it. Right. You know, go back to flying. Have fun. Exactly. <laughs> Makes but sense. Yeah. before you ever touch any of the small stuff, you have to know what it feels like to be too high. And you have to know what it feels like to be too low. Too high? Generally not that bad. Too low? You might pee a little. I'll be honest. <laughs> the head? The head? not quite so much tail yes you know but that's where bank switching comes in that's the best part about bank switching is go up there and try it you know go do uh i remember the first you know the first time i was uh getting the 500 ss going and doing some speed runs and
1: mm-hmm.
4: and i was like you know justin he was flying uh, bd and uh, you know i'm over here flying v bar and and I said, man, I wish I just had a good concept of like, you know, he said, oh, I, I dropped my tail gain 20 points. And I'm like, well, yeah, but that's BD. I don't know right. what, you know, what is that ratio in B-bar, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, well, you know, it's about right when you're in a hover and you do a punch out and the tail swings 90 degrees to the right. <laughs>
1: wow.
4: <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to fly it like that. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> that's, so it was a very unsettling feeling. But again. I had to get to that point where I tuned it really low to know what it felt like. I think, mm-hmm. that's, I think that's what a lot of people get into is I know it's not right. I don't know which, rec- which direction to go. Right. And, and that's the best part about all of the setups that we have today. Bank switching and you almost can't go too far to the, oh, my God, we're all going to die point. Mm-hmm. You know, Take a 10-point adjustment put it on the other bank and don't be afraid to try something big and go out and play it. You know, you might go, Oh my God, that is so much better. It's perfect. Okay, then stop. You're good. Like you're solid, you know, but don't be afraid of it.
2: So like something with a gov gain, right? Mm -hmm. What would, what would you see if your gov gains were too high or too low? What are the spectrums of that?
4: Uh, If it's too low, it's going to fly like a soggy turd. (laughs) It's just going to, it really is. You're going to feel like you have crappy batteries. That's the best way I can put it. Okay. Like really saggy batteries. Yeah. Really saggy packs. And you're going to hear it bog, you know, maybe for the first time, (laughs) like, Uh whoa, I didn't know I could bog this, you know, uh, it's just going to feel really bad and it's going to feel kind of delayed. Uh, you know, you come in and, and maybe you do a big pitch pump and it's going to you're going to hear it kind of near and then all of a sudden it just, you know, reefs back in. It's okay. because it's 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 too slow to react. And again, don't mess with the P or the I or anything. Just focus yeah. on the main governor game first. Now, mm-hmm. too high. It's going to feel like that pumped out, roided out guy at the gym. where it's like he's just like sitting there all the time like let's go bro let's do it let's go let's go it feels when you fly it the tail will just be so uh like any little jab of collective and it's just one wham wham," on the tail and you'll see it like kicking out maybe two three inches and and the heli will really have that's the only way that i can explain it it has this feeling of like over revved and kind of spun up and like not smooth at all. But the biggest thing will be you'll get a wicked ass tail kick. I mean, wicked, and huh. you'll hear okay. it in the tail. You'll hear the tail blades like like when you get a tail kick on a on a flybarless system when you don't have the tail tuned right. You'll mm-hmm. you'll see it kind of kick out, but you don't really hear it so much. Yeah. But when a GovGain kicks. It kicks hard and you hear the fly system like doing everything it can. So you'll hear a really aggressive kind of tail blade sound like, you know, the fly barless system's going, damn, Whoa, <laughs> you know, where did this come from? Uh, right. Whereas if, if the flybarless system tails is not tuned properly or the gain's too low and it kicks, it's too dumb to know any different. <laughs> You know, so you'll it'll see it kick out and it'll go like, oh, bro, dude, we got to get back over there. All right, let's go. You
2: know. OK, I think my gov games are too high.
4: <laughs> I was going to
0: say something like that. Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah. But when, especially when I'm doing my TikToks and I start chopping up quick, like, you know, bah, 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 banging them out. Um, Yeah, my my tail's just like doo-doo, 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 just like, you know, like limboing left to right, left to and right. And, and I got used to the, I got to a point where I just kind of I play with it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm TikTokking, I'll go a little bit, you know, you know, uh, elevator aileron a little, just kind of so I could kind of tilt it a little and move it around. But um, <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's like, yeah, when I'm trying to do nice and tight, and then it starts to move out too much, it gets, it, it gets annoying. But then I'm like, now I'm using my rudder to actually correct, and yeah, then yeah, I yeah.
4: go correct or you know. So. I gotta say, this is. Uh... This is where the almighty, we can, you know, we can pitch all those people a lot of crap that love to do them. But let me tell you, there's something to be said about pitch pumping when it comes to this. You can learn a lot from your helicopter, believe it or not, when it comes to governor tuning and tail pre-comp doing pitch pumps. I hate to say it, but it's true. (laughs) Because if you really come down on them hard, you know, now within reason, I mean, this you have the model has to be you can't go full negative 15 degrees of pitch completely spun out and slam it full positive and expect the tail to stay solid yeah that's you know yeah. doesn't work like that but um you can really kind of learn a lot generally the tail will kick in a much more aggressive fashion the more aggressive pitch pumping you do if it's a governor issue because it's it's seeing the load on the head Whereas if you're just kind of doing light pitch pumps, wham, 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 quickly sl- slapping the collective and you're not letting it dig in and catch, mm-hmm. uh, and you see kicking, it's going to be more on the fly system side of it. Okay. And it's really hard to learn. Again, same thing with the fly system. Take your pre-comp, your tail pre-comp. You know, first, number one, tune the whole tail game, the main tail game. You got to get that one tuned first. Once you get that tune, then take your pre-comps and turn them all the way down. Learn what the tail looks like when it's too low. Right. Oh, now I see what it's doing. Okay, all right, I get it. Because, man, you can tune yourself into this vicious, weird circle where you like don't have enough main tail gain, so then the tail kicks out, but then you're like, dude, I need more pre-comp, so you put more pre-comp in, and it just turns into this Wiggling sloppy nasty Mess in the back where it's like It never blows out But it always just feels like it's moving Around yeah yeah It's just everywhere Yeah everywhere
2: so When you're when we're talking about governors And like you know When you do get heavy on a collective especially for Beginners you know they'll run the governor And then they'll kind of like have an old crap moment so what do they do they dig deep Into that collective and and the motor bogs. mm-hmm I mean, it's, does the governor help that in any way, like stop that? Yeah, I
4: mean, yeah, you bet. Because it's going to do way more than throttle curves. I mean, way more than throttle curves will. So it, so, it will. But, you, I mean, it can't prevent it. Don't think for one second you can't bog an electric helicopter because, oh, boy, can you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, would. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You ever Hear seen that. me do a TikTok? I can prove you wrong. <laughs>
2: yeah, especially when I go a little too far back and I'm like, "Okay,
3: I got to push it out. Got to push it out." <laughs> and you know
4: that's Here's the thing. That's something to be said, too. You can't <laughs> You can't tune out bad collective management. Yes. Very true. Can't be done. You can mask yeah. it with higher head speed and better tuning, but you can't tune it out.
2: That's what I do, higher head speed.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Higher head speed makes my stuff look great. It (laughs) makes it look great, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it's, you know, I I get it. Like, I totally understand it. But there is something to be said when, like, uh, Kyle, Stacy did a flight at our Funfly last year. after, um, Yeah, last year after he just did this low head speed. It was like 1,700, something like that. Mm -hmm. And he had actually really tuned it. For that. Like really tuned it. And when you're sitting there. Watching this model. Just dance around in front of him. And and you know. Flipping and rotating. And rolling and moving around. So quickly. And what you hear. Doesn't match what you see. <laughs> you're supposed to hear. You know that. Woof, 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 just just yeah. non-stop. You know smack. Because you're yeah. seeing aggressive flying but all you hear is that constant sound of the same exact head speed you know that lower head speed sound that you get that to me that's why it's worth tuning because it's proof that the model can do it the mechanics are capable of doing it and the tuning's capable of doing it if you can't do it then it's you and you're the only one left out of that equation Mm -hmm. you know that's, it's a cool thing to see. And when you first really see it, I first saw it when, when Nick, Nick Maxwell, when he flew it, you know, his Raptor E700 at 1950. It was a life changer for me. Going, dude, you are flying eight times harder than I am <laughs> at like 200 RPM less. Right. Crap. <laughs> this is not, yeah. Now I have to totally go back to the drawing boards. It sucks. <laughs> and we're racing everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But. It's, it's it's good though you know yeah
0: well that was super informative yes yeah, man it's fun
4: governors they, are they're kind of the heart of it i mean yeah. they're they're probably the biggest unsung heroes in my opinion they could be the biggest thorn in your side and you'll never even know right um, i'm biting my tongue though every time i hear governors
0: do <laughs> it. you know i, I want to just break into do it the, the gummy bear
5: of
2: candy cornia. <laughs> <laughs> the governor. Uh, all right, let's move on to our next section. Ask Arnold. This all is right, my favorite tra- section, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's it seems like a big hit, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's ring him up. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hello, hello. Who is this? Hey, hey, Arnold. It's Steve. Remember, we we spoke last week. Uh.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, um, so yeah, sorry to bother you again, but we wanted to call you because, well, first of all, you didn't really answer one of our questions, so I figured let's, uh, you know, give you a ring and, uh, call you and see if you can, you know, further explain this question here. So it's the one with, from Andy Ross about the transmitter. Do you pinch your thumb? Yeah, you know, I
5: was thinking about this and I did a little bit of a uh, reading and I actually, uh. Went out to the flying field and I, I, I watched the guys use the radios. And, you know, I came uh, to this conclusion that, you know, what is pinching? What are you, what are you doing? What are you baking? <laughs> no, you know, you don't pinch. What are you making, a pastry? I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. a
5: real man uses his thumbs. Ah, uh, okay. So so you're saying that
2: you're a pincher then?
5: Yeah. No, you idiot. <laughs> I'm, t- listen. I'm, I'm telling you, you know, you use your you use your pinching maybe when you need to be a little more precise. And you, okay. you maybe when we're inside. <laughs> maybe inside. When you're flying inside, it's okay.
0: When
2: you're but don't inside. do it outside. No. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, we got a couple more questions if we have a moment. All right. So we got Joel Cannon. He posted, hey, Arnold, what are your thoughts on drones? Ha! <laughs> you know, I love that last
5: name, Cannon. Yeah. It's a real manly sounding last name. You know, I That's use a lot of... I use a lot of cannons in the movies, you know, and speaking of that, you know, I have a new movie coming out and it's, it's a fantastic movie and it's, uh, you know, we used uh, drones in the opening shot, uh, to get, uh, whatever it was we were shooting, you know, and then the movie's called, uh, 478. Oh yeah? Yeah. Nice. It stands for the, 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 the most reps I've ever done. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding.
2: Of course. Come on. 48, 40, come on. Not okay. 48, you idiot. 478. Oh, 478. Yes. Oh, sorry. I, I had a hard time movie. understanding. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. So, yeah. So, you like them or not? Do you hate them? Well, they're, they're
5: working out great for me, you know, because I don't have to hire a helicopter and, and, you know, put a guy up in the in the sky there and, and get the filming. You know, you just, you just do it with the drone. Ah. It's fantastic. You know how I much thought you loved we, Choppers. We've saved a lot of money. Yeah, you know, I get asked that all the time. I bet you do. <laughs> I get asked that all the time because of the damn one time I said get to the chopper. <laughs> you know, people ask me all the time, you know, Arnold, what is your favorite line? And, you know, it's actually from that movie I did with Batman and Robin. You know, everybody chill. That's my favorite line. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. Yes, yeah. yes. Do you, you know that movie was written by penguins? Really? Yes.
2: Penguins? Yes. Like, Mr. Penguin?
5: uh, Don't think too much about it.
2: Is that Jim Carrey and Mr. Penguin? (laughs) I don't know who you're talking about. Okay, never mind. Let's move on then. All right, so we got another question, and this will be the last one, so I'm not going to take too much of your time. Okay. We have Rob Mangold said, how many 700-size helis does Steve have? And now why does he think that iRacing is too expensive?
5: (laughs) Yeah, I get it. You get it, right? No, I don't. Well, you know, the 700-size helis are expensive, and you have a lot of them. Okay, sure. And now, I, what, what, I have to explain it to you? Come on, man. <laughs> it's like a joke, man. If I have to explain it, you know, you, 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 you it's, it's not worth Yeah, explaining. then I didn't get it, did I? <laughs> no,
2: you didn't. Okay, thank you for your time again, and I'm going to call you again next week, if you don't mind. All right. Yeah? Okay, cool. All right. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. You know, I'll be back. Let's move it on to news and announcements. Um, this section has changed a little bit from the last episode. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting... We have a lot of groups that we're a part of on Facebook, and we hear about a lot of cool stuff that happens. So, uh, you know, it's nice to give a shout-out and give a little announcement to uh, our fellow hobbyists out here. And Well, plus
0: we said... Uh, if you have any announcements you want us to make,
3: <laughs> well, send it happened.
2: to us. Yes. I posted that after. Oh, shoot. Who was it? Chris, right? No, no, not Chris. It was Jesse. Oh, no, shoot. Now I'm getting all the names mixed up. Oh, so many new friends. But um, basically, someone messaged me about, oh, you know, thanks for the shout out for their fun fly. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Of course. You know, it's not not a big deal for us, but I know, um, you know, if they appreciate it, then why not? So that's why I posted that after that saying, hey, if you have any fun flies or any news that you want us to let people know, let our listeners know, let me know and we'll, we'll post it. But um, one thing I want to announce is this thing is, I mean, from the RC Heli Hangout groups on Facebook, our friend Chris Nutt. he, he and Frank, more, oh shoot, Kevin, help me, Frank M., Frank Moradiello's? Moradiello's. Yes. Um, they created a raffle for a brand new Sab Goblin 420 airframe. And it was kind of like out of the blue. I think it was like a Wednesday early afternoon. And basically Chris sends out a post saying, hey, you know, how, how would people like if, you know, we do a raffle? We'll get like, you know, Goblin costs this much money, right? 420 $430. We'll get a ticket for it and we'll raffle it off 43 tickets and, you know, plus shipping or whatever. So I think it was like 45 tickets, you know. So, I mean, within, I think, like three hours, they had half the money already. Within six hours, they were done and everyone's like refreshing their Facebook page constantly over and over again. Like, when is this going to start? When is this going to start? Come on, let's do this, you know. Was it that quick? I I, I or wasn't it it that was long?
0: In, I thought it was like within like a couple hours they had all the funds. No, no, made. it was
2: it was about five to six hours they had the funds. Okay. and then you know Chris, you know he was like, oh, shoot, I didn't know this was going to be you know you know be sold out already. Like he wasn't ready for it. So basically, um, that night they did the raffle around, I believe ten thirty Eastern, and one of the listeners, uh. Eric, is Brickenback. Eric Brickenback. Yes. Brickenback,
0: yeah, back. yeah, from PA. We, we had just announced his name as a a, a new listener, a new Facebook like on the show. Yeah, right?
2: that I week. it was like that was it that week or a week before? But yeah, so it was, it was just that week, that. man. We might yeah. have
0: given him some good luck. So like our Facebook page,
2: <laughs> yeah, you might win a an Airframe. There. And dude,
0: I didn't know it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be Airframe. There was like a whole complete
2: kit. Well, so what he did is it was just the airframe, right? But Chris, I, I don't know if he, I'm, I'm not sure his background as far as I think he, he either helps out or works at HeliDirect, but he, he basically gets a deal and he hooked him up with all the rest of the components.
0: Yeah, when he was doing the unboxing video, I saw like all the components BK Servos and there. I was like, wow.
2: Yeah, BK Servo Icon 2. Um, Tarek, X Nova Motor. I mean, like, everything. Three. I think I saw, like, three or four Pulse packs. Like, you know, he, he has everything to build his heli and get it made. In. And so, yeah, congrats again to Eric. It's awesome. Yeah. And this Friday, the day that this episode gets released, he, they're going to be doing a Goblin Black Thunder 700 raffle. So they're going to be selling 90 raffle tickets at $10 each. And whoever the lucky winner will get a Goblin Black Thunder airframe. Nice. nice. Yeah. So I'm going to enter. I mean, I entered on a 421. I'm going to enter on this one. But um, I already have a Goblin Black Thunder 700. <laughs> so I don't know. If I win, I should do something crazy like do a giveaway. Wouldn't that be nuts, huh? That would be nuts. Yeah. I think so. I don't you, know. You can give it right my way. <laughs> no, I knew that was <laughs> <We> go, wait <laughs> for it. Wait yeah. for it. <laughs> <laughs> to one of our listeners. No. Um No, we've been know, talking about
0: know. doing something for five hundred likes or something. I don't know. We've been trying to yeah. figure out what we're gonna do. That'd be awesome if we could do well, something like that. I mean I,
2: I know I told you and I, and I think I posted it too. If I won that four twenty, I would have gave my three eighty airframe away for sure. But,
0: yeah, we were talking about the same thing. You yeah, know? doing the same thing. Yep.
2: Oh man, so so that's cool. Uh let's see. Another thing I have over here is Oh man, I forgot to write his name. Who asked me to say this? Oh, I am terrible. Sorry, guys. But there's a KC Heli Fun Fly on May 20th and 21st in Missouri. Uh, it's located at 2346 Southwest Sampson Road, Lee Summit, Missouri, 64082. I think this is Scott. Scott Bauer? Okay. There's camping sites available in the area, but not actually at the site. So I'm guessing it might be, like, right outside. Uh, there's a $20 landing fee, and I do have the flyer, so I will post the flyer on, our, on the episode so that way uh, people can take a look at that and check that out. Nice. I think you wrote this one, right? Yeah, just something that caught my attention
0: was uh, the FDA after-hours guys talked about helicopters, which I thought was news. Because they never talk, never talk about helicopters. They never talk about helicopters, yeah. Yeah, Chris wait, wait. was talking about how he had a a micro. He was talking about some of the early helicopters he had. Walkera came up, and I kind of cringed a little bit. And uh, what, what else? Did, no, Coax helicopters came up. He was talking about those. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Is I've never owned a Walkara, but I've only heard horror stories about them. I don't know if I'm I making never, something out of something that shouldn't be. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've never flown a Wacara, I don't know. But yeah, he was talking about like cool little helicopters that he could fly indoors. Yeah,
2: Awesome. I've actually been listening to, um, what's that podcast? It's old. They don't do it anymore. Uh, Inside Heli? Okay. Oh, yeah. It's like anything at all about. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm only on like the fifth or sixth episode now. But um, I think Gina put me on too, because I think a couple of those folks are actually coming back to do uh, a podcast again so
1: really
2: yeah um gina tucker posted it and i think well she liked it and because i'm friends with her i saw it but it was one of the original guys of anything rc or anything what is that
0: all things that fly
2: all All things that fly yes um and they're coming back
4: wow man that was like that's what got me that's what got me into podcasting was inside Helly. like i loved it
2: yeah yeah (laughs) so So I'm like, oh, I got some episodes to you know go through now, and catch up on. So, and it's it's funny that you say that, Nick, about that podcast, and I know Kevin and I say that about RCHN. Uh, it's just it's, it's just crazy. a big
4: cycle, man. It's it really people is. inspiring people, and that's mm-hmm. what it. Like we were kind of talking about that, and it's been fun to sit back and kind of watch the banter a little bit, you know. And you yeah. see people start like, man, yeah, we should do one. We should do one. I'm like, do it. You have no yeah. idea what you're up against, but do it. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I so. wouldn't
4: encourage anyone. You know, give it, a, give it a shot. You don't know. Uh, you don't know until you try. And I mean, yeah, we're we've always been very open about kind of how we do and what we do. So oh. if anyone needs pointers or whatnot, I mean, it's it's all good, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I need something to
0: listen to. <laughs> yeah yeah,
4: exactly well that's what uh, yeah. some more that's things how to we felt to. for a long time we're sitting yeah. here like aren't these people really getting tired of just hearing us because i'm <laughs> getting tired of hearing myself like we Never. need we need someone to listen to
2: yeah so is that all for the news yeah okay all right so what's next for you in the hobby uh let's go chris are you there
3: i'm there i'm here yes I'm there, I'm here. Fly. I've got a stable fleet, you know, starting mm-hmm. the year off. So I got my Logo 700. got my Logo 480. Um, got the new Mavic to play with. Um, what I forgot to touch on earlier with what have I been up to, I threw a 6S pack and a 6S jumper and a Logo 700 on Sunday. Oh, yeah. And, dude, these logos, the logo, the castle, and the scorpion, they don't mind cutting the head speed in half. I threw in... You know, I put it in a 6S5000, plugged in my jumper, castle counted six beeps, said, Okay, I'm 6S. I'm going to run 100% full tilt. And I went out there around nine hundred nine fifty, 950. Uh, flew a four minute flight, came down. And it was my sport 3D type flying. Um, came down with 3.99 left in all the cells. So, wow. Probably pull, you know, respective five to seven minute flight depending on, on how I do. But this thing flew awesome. So, definitely. One, has, I, I finished up 2016 doing a lot of low head speed on a Logo 690. So it just kind of doubles my flight count out at the field. You know, do some 12S flights and break it up into the other half 6S and double my flights.
2: Awesome. Nice.
3: And, and then the the Mavic. I know nothing about photography. This Mavic's got iOS settings and this settings and aperture settings and shutter speeds and I don't know what shit it is.
2: You should so, talk to Nick. <laughs>
3: So I'm gonna be doing. Oh, I love Nick's pictures, man. Nick knows yeah. I follow you. I follow him on Instagram and just killing
2: kill it,
3: killing it, dude. I love him. I dude, him when
2: one picture. I cannot get over how good it came out. I don't know where you were, but you had your son in the frame, and you were yeah, like on, on a, a, a hill, beach.
3: on a mountain. Oh, the beach one. No,
2: no, there's like a beach, and there's like oh, some kind of
3: structure yeah, on the right uh, side of them,
4: and Fort a rainbow. <laughs> Stevens. That's Fort Stevens in Oregon, up in the northwestern corner of Oregon. And that's the Peter Iredale shipwreck.
3: Yes, that through the colors and everything.
2: Was, yes. Amazing the composure. Um, composure of it and like just everything was just oh. Uh. I was you. like, wow. And then and then I think someone was commenting on it and I was like, you know, what what camera does he have? And I expected some crazy, like huge full body DSLR. He's like, Yeah, I got the Sony. <laughs>
4: yeah man either? my my a i think that well to be fair that one was shot that one was shot with a 6d oh okay but, um i will also tell you that the sony the a6300 mm-hmm. blows the 6d clean out of the water on really? every i yeah i actually re re-kid, re-kid it re-fleeted <laughs> re-fleeted. all of my stuff yeah refleeted all of my <laughs> stuff to sony
2: <laughs> nice all right sorry chris <laughs>
3: No, that's fine. That's just just to say if I if I have questions, I'll definitely contact you, Nick, and keep killing it because I love I love yeah. following you on Instagram you. with the pictures and you and Auden going out there. So keep mm-hmm. doing it, man. But yeah, that's okay. it. Just have fun. 2017's here. Winter's more than halfway over. So yes, let's just yeah. bring on some freaking spring. You know, sixty. Bring on some sixty degree days, and I'll, I'll be yes. freaking happy, man.
2: Yeah, awesome. So that's
3: it. That's it for me, boys.
2: Kevin. Yeah. How you uh, doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right, how are you? I'm good
0: <laughs> you're like you like Basy like like Don Cornelius, man oh yeah <laughs> yeah you have no idea who that is do you um, uh, soul no. train with Don Cornelius all right, never mind <laughs> I'm gonna fly that six ninety if I can get it together, which I hopefully I can I should nice. have the parts. the parts are
2: on order or reordered? the parts are
0: on their way here to my house. we you and I talked about the v control uh setup uh I'm gonna pull up back off of that and tighten up the gimbals a little bit mm-hmm. just to make it feel a little bit better that made a huge difference uh to the way i was flying with the dx9 so yeah. i just want to i just want to adjust it a little bit so I, I i think that's what what's leading me to feel a little more uncomfortable as i'm flying uh mm-hmm. being as loose as they are so
2: yeah i mean you're transitioning to a radio that your gimbals are you know the way you like them and then to something that's like loose as a you know flapping fish and you're like whoa this is this is hard you know because you can't find your center and you can't find center you know it gets you yeah. nervous especially you're not flying the v control on like your oxys where you're like okay if i crash whatever i'll fix it you're like the first one you put it on is your 570s yeah yeah and then and then the second one was your six ninety, so it's like yeah maybe you know get the transmitter feel the way you want it to feel what yeah. you're used to you know and go from there
0: yeah and from the what 45 second to a minute flight i had on the 690 i mean i really enjoyed it i i really liked it so i can't wait to fly that thing again man then the last thing i had was finish something with a question mark i got so (laughs) much when i think about all the projects i want to do and that i have open now i just uh i'll tell you nick rchn really inspired me to buy two whiteboards, and i have them downstairs in my garage and uh yeah (laughs) i use them and uh i told steve the same thing's been written on it for about a month,
2: but it's. I <laughs> but still it's there. It. You know you got to do there. it. Now's <laughs> yeah.
4: the time, man. You got to do it. I, exactly. mine, mine, is all wiped off. I have one thing on mine. It's a wonderful deal. They, uh, that I don't know if you saw the 3D miniature engineering. They're the ones that make those uh, badass aluminum like cages for the neos. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've get, like you you bolt it and it squishes the neo down and it holds the wires in and then you can peel it on and off and it's not going to crack the case. Um, okay. Yeah, they're they're sweet. They're they're not cheap. They're like 40 bucks for them, but it, I mean it basically makes your neo like indestructible um I mean, from <laughs> from people and crashes, which is a big deal cuz I've had to recase a couple of them just from the yeah. it's cracking. But I mean, uh, I've got that to put on. And that's, like, that's my slate, man. It's awesome. Feels nice. good.
3: Nice. Hell, yeah. I'm re- I'm going to re- review one of those, too.
4: Nice. They are cool. sweet. So nice.
3: It, you know, am I bummed that
4: we need to have something like that? Yes. Yeah. However, uh, I got to love it when hobbyists themselves are like, dude, I'll fix it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if you guys aren't going to fix it, we'll fix it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, what's $40 when you're spending that much for <laughs> A vr Neo, UI sensor, uh, all this stuff, you know? Well, and I've spent more than that on just, like, new cases. Oh, Especially, yeah. like, on the Nitro, you know? It's like right. all of a sudden it kind of starts feeling weird and you look over and the two little tabs are, you know, wow. the yeah, cracked and then it starts shifting. It's like, man, this ain't no good, man.
2: Yeah. Cool. So, Nick, what do you got going on? Just get that out. That's uh, it.
4: I think that's, that's it. It. No, that's, that's that it. Good. I mean, yeah, my whiteboard's clean. I... I got rid of projects. I just sold them. <laughs> there you go. That's what way That was the it. way I wiped them <laughs> off. It was like, continue to tune Nitro or sell the whole thing.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Problem solved. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Thanks everyone.
3: Thank you. Yeah, take it, take take it. it away. Uh, it's a pretty, uh, yeah. it's
4: a thinning down, you know, time for me. I'm just getting my stuff to where it's just plug and fly and go and smile and come back and charge and fly and go. And, um, yeah, I feel pretty dialed in. So that's, yeah, not much going on. Awesome. Nice.
2: So what I'm going to do is I just want to fly. I'm flying this Sunday. Weather's probably not going to be the best, but I don't think it's going to be too bad. And, no, I think it's supposed yeah. to be nice. I think it's supposed to be like sunny what? and
0: in the fifties. I, I thought,
2: Oh really? That high. I didn't think it was that high. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. So I'll keep racking those flights. Keep yeah. practicing. Uh, one of the things I've been really working on is a uh, half pirou into an inverted circuit or a hurricane. I just really like that look of that transition into it. It's more like a Mobius flip, I guess. But in any case, I really like the way it looks, and I want to, you know, perfect it even more. Pilot proficiency program, Kevin. We really need to do this. Yeah, I know. Better print it out or something, and just like. Staple to my forehead, so you know that. Look at me like Dude, they, he did a it.
4: killer job on the mobile website. Yeah, I got we gotta do that. So, well, Nick,
0: I just got the okay to staple something to his forehead, so I'm I would to go use
4: up. that opportunity. Definitely yes. really go that route. <laughs>
1: like, yeah,
2: but I'm go- it's just a piece of paper, nothing else. Okay. <laughs> um, besides that, I, I got to take apart that FT Vigit. I need to take that four SCDF and strap it to a two by four and see. Uh, with the Hobbywing 100 amp, what it's going to do on a 6S setup. I'm going to videotape it because I'm hoping it's going to blow up. So, Burst in the flames? Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. But if not, then I know that that motor ESC combo can handle a 6S setup. So I'll be ready to uh, build that foam board fiberglass concoction that I'm going to make. So we'll see. Um, besides that, yeah, fly. All right. Cool, I w- Wait a minute. I, w-
0: I was a little off uh, in the weather forecast for this weekend. Okay. Huh. That's ne- that's kind of unheard of, a weatherman being a little off. But, um, yeah, it's not going to be in the 50s. I was off by a couple of degrees. It's going to be in the 30s. So, sorry, <laughs> dude. Sorry
2: for getting your hopes up. Oh, boy. Yeah, you could have just told me it was going to be in the 50s and let me, let me believe it. It would have been all right. I would have gone anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 30s, what's the win? That's, that's going to be like the deciding factor how long i stay out yeah i don't know no okay i I don't know if they can accurately predict that i guess they can i don't know yeah i don't know i mean our field gets a little windy anyways yeah but all right let's uh do a wrap-up all right wrap it up okay wrap it up wrap it up all right facebook likes we are at 437 likes 18 this week, and Facebook loves us, so we have 16 names to call out. We wow, this had, is like a
0: record, huh? 18? Or do think, we, have, we have. I think
2: so. I think 18. No, I feel like we had 18 before. Okay. I don't know. All right. Cue the music, because I'll probably mess up at least one or two of these things, like I'd love to do.
1: All I don't
2: right. I think we, you have a choice. <laughs> I don't have a choice. I'm going to do it, but. Alright, let me see if I can see the screen with this mic in my face here. Alright, we got Doug Vestal, Khalib Anglin, Philip Thursfield, Tom Crook, Stretton Walker, Mike Sobey, um, Diedler, Nigh- Nifi, our friend Jesse Marlowe, RC Helly. Uh, Mark Ritchie, Kyle Snyder, Jason Dudden, or Dudden, Dudden, Brad Merche, Jimmy Barber, Alexander Mathis, Joe Cashwell, our friend at RC, Lodocraft RC, huh? And we have one last name here, Ari Camille. Nice. Okay. Cool. Cool. Awesome. All right. We got any Facebook comments, Kevin?
0: Yeah, um. I saw on uh, Facebook that Ed Johnson had a great idea about how he stores his lipos. We were talking about that, going back uh-huh. and forth on whether I'm going to build a bunker or buy a just a large metal box or something. And he um, he brought up something simple that I see almost every day: one of those yeah. flammable cabinets you see in a warehouse, yeah. the, you know, the like yellow line or something. Yeah, yes. U line, yeah, yellow, flammable mm-hmm. cabinet. And uh, he basically puts his lipos in
2: ammo cases and then stacks them in there it looks like yeah so if you if you're storing lipos at your house um inside your house especially you know you want to be safe i guess yeah it's like i think the smallest one was like 300 bucks it's not too bad i think you could definitely fit a couple you know packs s, 12s 14s packs in there for sure you know,
0: yeah or but, maybe you can find one used too
2: yeah um he also afforded a video of his goblin uh nitro maiden Yep. Uh looked good. Motor sounded great. Um, you know, he was just kind of sport flying around. Everything looked good, and then he decides to hit rescue, and whew, I almost shit my pants. That <laughs> yeah. helicopter went from like hundred feet to like twenty feet off the ground. It went barreling down to the ground, tail um, down. Almost right? no, no, like flat down, like like. Oh, I thought rescue. I saw the tail pitch down. No, I thought, I could be mistaken, but I thought that thing just went down. Like, you know, instead of when you hit rescue, it popping up 20 feet, 30 feet, it went the opposite way. Um, and he's, ru- he's running that new flybar system from Bavarian, um, Ax- Axion or Axon? Axon? Yeah. Axon, yeah. So I, I don't know, you know, he flies Jetty with that. So I'm not sure if it was like, you know. A configuration issue or something, but
4: um, that's pretty odd because the BD one's like amazing. Yeah, I mean, I although think... was it on the? It was on the maiden. Yeah. Ooh, that could be it. If it's a fresh motor, uh huh. Nah, really? You need to get that. Yeah, you got to get that motor at least semi broken because the vibrations are insane. Oh,
2: I mean. Motor. Uh, yeah, it wasn't okay. like a fresh, fresh motor. I think he ran, I
4: don't know,
2: maybe a gallon or a gallon and a half through it, I think, in his backyard first. So he, he broke in the motor. I'm not sure how much, but he did break in the motor, some of it. Okay. So, but this was his like maiden like first time flying, like with blades on there flying the hell. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, um, he rescued the rescue and <laughs> did it <didn't laughs> crash. So that's cool um what else do we
0: have here uh it was craig siegman who asked me about the 3d printed tank and how it would work in the snow and i think i just wanted to you know give him a shout out because he was the one that asked me about it and i think yeah? last episode i was like i don't know who asked me about it but i tried it in the snow nice so so thanks
2: craig awesome all right website comments
0: yeah i saw that uh CodePox has sent us an email about the t-rex 7 uh 470 seven. LM, 740 <laughs> yes. yeah uh a 380 size um helicopter that was cheaper than the uh goblin 380 and i was just curious how you guys if you guys had heard anything good anything bad about it it's cheap um, the airframe i think is like 200
2: bucks around yeah the newer line models aren't too bad um in my opinion it just got confusing with all the like Different versioning of like the 450s and and the 500s and like it was like they went from the regular head to a DFC head and it's version one Pro SE you know all DFC Pro top.
4: like yeah top bottom the X the Y yeah,
2: yeah. it's it, it got really confusing but I feel like the newer line of the lines like the the X series the LM series the L series in general um, they seem to be more standardized and you know I, I mean I see people flying them and they fly great you know yeah
0: i just didn't know if you guys have any pros or cons about it
2: i personally don't have any either with the tracks <laughs> <You suck. laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: i even said it right yeah you did uh, <laughs> but i i don't know i mean nick do you chris do you guys have any experience with that
4: model? all of their newer models look i mean they look really nice i'm yeah, it's still a little bit unsettling that I see them make posts with like updated torque tube gears still, <laughs> still again. Right. I mean, yeah. dude, that's like years and year, you know, at yeah, what I'll- point don't you just like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like even a blind man hits his target every now and then. Like, <laughs> right? Come on guys. Can't you just make a set, but they still seem to be struggling with those. But I, th- I mean, models wise, yeah. They they look great. I I have no doubt they're probably quite solid. Yeah. Cool. Do we have any Podbean? Yeah. Um G.
0: Richmond and uh Carl Leidick, I know who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh they started following us on Podbean and D how do you say his last name? Not it's not Deleisi. Delai.
2: Delai. Yeah he li-
0: He started he liked our podcast, episode fifty one, the history of R C and he started following us again and again, so I don't know. Awesome. That's kind of creepy. He's following <laughs> us like two, three times now.
2: He's, but, uh, he's one of the guys at the CP Heli group on Facebook. He, yeah, he's yeah. the one who created that new logo, and um, he seems to be very involved in the hobby, so yeah, that's cool. That's
0: great. Yeah. doesn't mean I'm
2: not going to bust the shops though.
0: No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh,
2: iTunes.
0: I saw no iTunes reviews. All right. But thanks for everyone who's given us an iTunes review. Yes. All
2: right. So drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at FreeFallRC at gmail.com. Facebook page like us, Facebook.com, FreeFallRC Podcast. Don't forget to check out our web page. Say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. What's up, Chris?
3: Hey, hey guys. He's there. Ah, he's
2: here. He can answer. Um, you know. <laughs> We always keep on saying that we're going to give them new content to add there, so maybe one of these days we'll actually do it. Uh, flight Test Forums, off the field, audio and video production, other than Flight Test Podcast, and you'll see us sitting there, Free4RC Podcast, next to the Flight Test Community Cast. Say hi to Nick. Hi, Nick. What's up, yeah. Nick?
1: <laughs> All
0: right, uh, Chris. No, the other yeah. Nick, not the Nick that's on uh, <laughs> the show. The other
4: yeah. Well, I'm going to say hi anyway. I mean, there no, I was go. telling everybody else. Yeah, I'm, you yeah, can say yeah, yeah.
2: hi. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, I thought, Dick, I thought you were saying hi to Nick.
0: Yes, <laughs> you <Yeah, laughs> sure. hi, uh, Nick. I-, I was yelling at you guys for saying hi to Nick and the wrong Nick. <laughs> there
4: are so many confused Nicks right now. I am uh, so confused myself.
2: All right, Chris, uh, if people want to get in contact with you, how would they do?
3: Yeah. So? yeah, I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, yeah. So uh, just check out my website. 3D and Scale RC Helicopters.com, and that's got links to my Instagram page, my YouTube channel, um, my Heli Facebook page, and just contact me there or it's 3D and Scale RC Helicopters at gmail.com. So if you guys have questions, help, anything you need, send me a shout out.
2: How about you, Nick? You want to give us some contact info or do you want to kind of go off the code Oh, yeah, before?
3: no, we're good to go,
2: man. <laughs> I'm,
4: I'm still very active, uh, ish. <laughs> <laughs> on my facebook page so that's nick len uh r c h n for there and then um you can if you have any questions you can send me an email at nick at r c dot com how backed up are you on your emails are you are you cleared out uh not too bad i i've it's it's amazing you know you take a like a couple months off and I finally get caught back up. So I would like to say that my reply rate now is, uh, is quite fast. Nice.
2: Awesome. awesome. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Nick for coming on the show. Thank you, Chris, again for coming on the show. It's, uh, definitely been a fun episode and very informative. Yeah. And, and I think I'm gonna have to listen to it like three times to really soak it in. So thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: All right. Well, thanks to our listeners, Free your guys, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Yeah. See ya. Alright, take care, everyone. Oh, there it ah, is. Ah, there goes Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he, was waiting, he was waiting for that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's my call sign. Sounds like your plumbing works pretty good now. Yeah, I got some good water flow to the water pressure. <laughs> yeah, if you're, uh, if you're not in the trail, do you in a little
4: very hotter room? Yes, I am.